Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. It's always that one time you need a defense attorney and you just don't know who to call, right? Well, I'm telling you, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, he's the best in the business when it comes to a defense attorney. And he's a former prosecutor, so he knows the other side of the courtroom. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states. If you need Manny, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. He stops by the show twice a month. Got any questions? Leave it on our hotline, 404-369-3825, or on our social media off podcastthebs.com. How would you like your monthly mortgage payment taken care of for all of 2023? Well, after Stockton Mortgage's Dave Flashner's tip of the day, you'll find out. In the mortgage world, there are lots of FICO models. So your credit score may not be what you see when checking them on the online services. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. A home loan or refinance might be one of the most important transactions you'll ever make in your life. Go with someone that's reliable, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and always on call. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc. Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia Stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. (laughs) And by God, this is the BS. There it is, episode 74 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio, Roswell, Georgia, sponsored by Stockton Mortgage. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton, you will be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. That means you could win possibly $2,500 per month in 2023. That's Stockton Mortgage covering your monthly mortgage payment. So you got to do it. Do it with Stockton, right? Dave the Flash Flashner is your guy. 561-951-0984 or Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Nader Tater Vaders in Mexico. Hello, buddy. Hola, buenos dias, guys. How you doing? Good, good. I got to tell you, um, in the most manly-ist and heterosexual way, you're looking good. 
you're looking really, really Ooh. good. Uh, Thank you. you. You might, and don't take offense to this. This is actually a compliment. You look the best that I've seen you in years. You look phenomenal. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's a, lot, a good diet of tacos and margs. That'll do it to you. Is that what you call margs? <laughs> uh, I mean, are you doing anything different down there? Because you would think you moved to Mexico, you're going to get fat. Yeah, you know, you're eating a bunch of, you know, Mexican foods usually not the best for you. Blah blah blah. And drinking a lot. And I'm not really doing exercise, but you're all ripped up now. You're looking great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I. I mean, I've just been going to the gym. Uh, I usually go Monday through Friday. And uh, I just think it's just you walk a lot here. The, uh, we don't have a car, so anywhere we go, we're walking somewhere, doing some kind of exercise, or we're in the ocean swimming. Um, so it's a lot of that, like, kind of built-in exercise. And then also the food is we're not eating McDonald's and stuff like that. It's it's easy to just grab a taco, you know, when we're walking from a little stand or something. And, and there most of the food here isn't made with a bunch of preservatives and fake dyes and colors and stuff. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a good little Mexico diet. <laughs> Hamito. Hamito. That is, I What's just that? looked this up. That's Jimmy or Jim in Spanish. So next time when you <laughs> say you go to the gym, you're going to the Hamito. Oh, yeah, the gymnasio. Is that what it's called? Gymnasium gymnasio? Yeah. James can also be Santiago. And Jimmy is Santi. So you're going to yeah. the Santi. The song. Well, I think you're looking up but, the name Jim. Yeah. I am. I am. I am. Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's 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 what I'm doing. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon Thrasher there in the Zelensky Studios in Noonan. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. You look you. You're looking good too. Not as good as Nate, but you're looking good. I appreciate it. I'm like I got a little tan going on. Yeah, yeah. You look happy. You look shiny. That's what you, you you're glowing. Uh, you're pregnant. <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> are you our new pronoun? <laughs> uh, and then our social media correspondent, there is Jill. Is this your bedroom? You're not here in the studio. Is that your? Is you? Yeah, this is my bedroom studio. I probably should have made my bed first. Don't judge me. Okay. Well, it's not your bedroom. I'll be back in studios. It's not your bedroom studio. It's just your bedroom. You know, bedroom that, studio sounds better. Pet, pet peeve of mine with podcasters is just because you have a microphone in a place doesn't make it a studio. So, uh, or does it? No, it does not. I, I maybe what makes it a studio? Got to be in the basement. A, acoustic shit on the walls. That's what makes it a studio. All right. <laughs> I got acoustics in here. No. That's what Brandon has a studio. <laughs> See, Brandon's, okay, got a, Brandon's got a studio. He's got an acoustic <laughs> panel on his wall. That a boy. Uh, so you're back from your vacation in uh, Panama City Beach with the family. How was it? Was it good? Did you meet any boys? What happened? I didn't meet any boys per se. Well, in person. Remember, we talked about me creating a dating profile before I left. And I figured what better way to meet people than to, you know, hit the little swiper while you're in a different city. Hmm. So I chatted with a bunch of guys, but didn't ever like meet up with anybody. Oh, so you, you got to be careful with that nowadays. You, 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 you are officially available online. I am. Wow. How does that feel? Do you feel desperate when you do that? I would. It's not a desperate. It's just weird. I mean, I dated someone for four years, so I missed the entire window of doing, you know, like Tinder. What is it? Bumble, Hinge. I've never done it before. So this is all brand new. And it is kind of weird because 
I'm more of a meet you in the wild kind of person. So to take it online is just kind of, it's just different, I guess. But it's the way of the world now. I've known multiple people to meet their husband, wife on Hinge or Bumble or whatever. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a shot. You should talk to Nate. Nate's the OG of that. He Before the apps, he would go online to fuckmenowornot.com or whatever it was. Oh, <laughs> Let me get your login. Yeah. <laughs> he would find chicks and be like, hold on, man, I'm going to go meet this girl. I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> like, how did you meet her? Like, you weren't on the phone or anything. Oh, fuckmenowornot.com. <laughs> and you got to be all incognito with how you meet people because no one wants to say we met online. You know, it's like, yeah, I, oh. I think that's just people that haven't dated online before that don't understand it. But I, I think it's very acceptable now. And it's, it's honestly makes a way more sense. It's like, I mean, why waste my time traveling to bars or restaurants or whatever to find out if I have the same interest with somebody when you can just look on their profile and be like, oh, they're into, you know, crocodile hunting. I do not like that. So I'm not going to even talk to this guy. Why waste my time? Yeah. Rather than going to a restaurant and sitting there for four hours to realize you got you, you hate crocodiles and this guy loves them. So fuck that guy. I, I have a friend that's female and she has been on these dating apps for a very long time, has not found Mr. Right yet, but she says that it's easier to find a date, like a legit date, because a lot of times you'll get stood up, which is crazy to me that somebody will make a date, you will go to meet them, and they won't show up. Like, that's the dickest move ever. And this is just in, from her side of things as a female. And she's when she goes to Florida, <clears throat> not Panama City, but when she goes to Florida, she's on she, she gets dates all the time and they meet up. She has a great time with these people for whatever reason. It's when you're out of state is when you it's easier to meet up with these people. I don't know why. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. It's just a good way to meet people, I guess, because you just have them all at your disposal and you can swipe and look. And I had people saying, you know, you want to grab a drink? You want to do this? Let's go out on the boat. I saw a million pilots. Real, on yeah. there because it's down there by like the naval bases oh but you know I, i'm on my top gun kick so i loved it <laughs> well so are you looking for a relationship or are you just looking for some companionship for a night no no companionship for a night sir oh, um sounds- well i don't know we'll see but um mostly now just trying to meet new people i feel like i've met i know it's silly to say i feel like i've met everybody in the city, but there's other people out there. So yeah. see who's out there. Well, here, here's the, here's the deal. First of all, what platform are you on? Are you on Bumblebee? Uh, Hinge. Hinge. It's the new, like I tried Bumble when it first came out a long time ago. Um, didn't work out. So I just made a hinge. Okay. My, I asked my girlfriends. So I was like, which one do I make? Are your girlfriends on the same thing? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. There's probably some really beautiful women out there on these, on these apps. Like for, for guys that have a, pro- see, this is, this is the, this is the downside of it. Right. Cause I'm not so much, I get it. And I, and I, and I don't, I don't completely hate on the, the online dating and stuff, but I would think it would be good for the guy that has zero balls and has the problem with approaching a woman because it can be very intimidating and you got to find a strategy. If a girl's at a bar, usually she's not by herself. She's going to be with her girlfriends or she might be with some guy friends that you might think is a boyfriend. So how do you, you've got one shot to meet this girl at the bar. How do you do it 
without coming across as cheesy. And nowadays it's even harder because for some reason, women take offense to when you give them a fucking compliment, you open a door for them and they're like, Oh, what you think I can't fucking drive and I can't get a job because I'm a woman. What the fuck you think this is fucking Saudi Arabia? Like Jesus, relax. I'm just trying to be a gentleman. So it's, (laughs) it's very difficult for guys. I would think now to approach women in bars because women have their guard up uh, more than ever now. That's fair to say. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. You just got to be careful. There's too many murders out there. Yeah, I, I would and not. That's why, and that's why the women act like that because they've been hit on by the assholes or the murderers or, you know, whatever. So they always have their guard up. <laughs> if, I had, if I had a nickel for every time a fucking murderer hit on me at shenanigans, dude, it was like yeah. every every Thursday night we go for free beer and wings and fucking murder, fucking try to get yeah. me. <laughs> Never be too Do not careful. Eat my liver. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, well, I wish you the best of luck. And if you want, uh, do you have a, like a handle or a screen name or something? How does this work? No, that, uh, it's, you just put like your name. I put my Instagram in there so that people can find me. Um, but you attach all the stuff, but yeah, it's just like your first name. It shows the city that you're in. Mm -hmm. I think mine's set to like a hundred miles. I just want to see what's out there. Wow. Um, (laughs) Jesus, you know, I'm down to travel for love, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's all. That's a hell. I have a five mile. You you go fishing, you cast a broad net, right? uh, I have a a five mile radius on my Facebook marketplace and Jill's got a hundred mile radius on some dick. (laughs) (laughs) Those poor guys that live 125 miles away are like, Shit. God, I was 25 miles off. Son of a bitch. I thought Virginia was close enough. Jesus. Uh, Brandon, you're on the the apps, right? Uh, No, not really. Remember I told you I had to delete it to download another app? I think it was like Uber Eats or something. I was hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have enough space on your phone or something? Everything's in the cloud now. What are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't have enough space on my phone. It's I have everything that's on my phone is has accumulated ever since I've had my first phone. I just keep swapping SD cards over and then it just keeps filling up. Delete your porn, bro. I don't see. That's the only thing that's in the cloud. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's the next t-shirt. I can, I can see our social media, delete your porn, bro. <laughs> that's the next. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. That's the next social media. So do you think that, uh, since we're on this conversation that, that this or it has already been the death of meeting somebody in public, you would say more people, the majority of people that are single are meeting online versus let's call it old school and just going, Hey, let's go out tonight. And, you know, cause the rule of thumb is in every, I guess, Gen X or single guy, or even in Nate's case, you learned as you got older rule one Oh one going out is you never went out to meet a girl. Because you never would. You would go out with the mindset is I'm going to have a good time with my friends. And then you would always meet a girl. It, it was like, it was, it was, it was fail safe. I mean, it, it was, it, you couldn't lose if you had that attitude. And if you felt good with the outfit that you were wearing, the buzz was perfect. Not too much early, not too much late. Those were the nights where you could do no wrong. And it was a hunting ground. I mean, you could just go out there. You had chicks at your disposal left and right coming from a guy's point of view, uh, a perspective. But if you go out with the mindset, you know, and I had friends that did, man, I'm going out to get laid tonight. I'm going to find me a bitch, find me a real dirty girl. 
<laughs> they come home alone or they come out, come home with the most disgusting fucking thing ever. <laughs> like, don't bring that shit to my house, dude. Um, but do you, Nate, think that the, the old school way of meeting girls in the bar is dead, is done? I don't think it's done. I just think uh, there's multiple ways to do things now. I think people are still going to meet people out. But now online dating is almost like a like a pre-screening where rather than just, oh, hey, my, my friend said you guys would get along. Why don't you both meet up at this restaurant? You can talk a little bit ahead of time if you, you meet on a dating app. You know what they like. You already have conversations set up. And then once you're out on the actual date out in the wild, then uh, then just the date goes a lot smoother. So I just think it's a, an addition to or a separate way of traditional meeting and dating. Well, for you, Jill, it obviously didn't work out. That's why you, you went on the hinge, right? So you, you would go out with your friends and you're very active socially and you've got a good group of girlfriends and a lot of them, well, at least the one that I met, she's now engaged. So they're all getting picked up. So you're kind of the, the lone survivor and you're like, what the fuck, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm not the lone survivor, but oh. there, I mean, you know, it's starting to dwindle down, I guess. I like to think of myself as not settling. Um, but actually the last guy that I dated, I met in the wild, but you're right. You, if you go out looking to meet someone, you're never going to do it. People can smell desperation from a mile away. But in that instance, I was just going out to dinner with my friends. I didn't even want to go. They forced me. They were like, we're going to have a good time. Sat down next to this guy, had a great conversation, hit it off. We wound up dating for like three months. Um, so that was like an in the wild situation. But I believe, like Nate said, it's just kind of, it's the way of the world now. Think about it. We live in this digital age. Everything is online. It does, why not date? It's just another way for you to, like you said, pre-screen, kind of see someone. I mean, you find their name, you put, they were going to put their most desirable information. So you're not getting like the full picture, which can be a little dodgy, but I don't know. It's just yeah. the way it went. Like, it's not. Yeah. Like why, why not open up your, your options? I mean, it's almost like, um. Go like between radio stations and uh, that probably sounds weird to like the younger, younger generations. Like, you mean you can only hear things when they're in your general vicinity of you? You know, like, <laughs> you, only got, you only got like 10, 10, 12 options on the dial. But no, if you're listening to podcasting, you have thousands of options. So it's kind of the same idea as why have all these years we've limited ourselves just to people that we might happen to run into because we grew up in the same or we're living in the same you know, location. Now yeah. you have all these options for people across the country and the uh, world. Uh, by the way, I love the podcast. Uh, similarity. Love that. I love the very brilliant Good analogy. Brilliant. So I can remember, you know, the start of this was cyber sex, you know, and you go into the chat chat rooms or your AOL log and the, the AIM, the instant messenger and all that stuff. So that was kind of the start of the online dating. I never got into, and that was my generation, right? So, uh, I never got into it, and for a guy that's a DTA type of guy, I don't trust anyone type of guy, I never wanted things that I was saying in black and white. Like, I had no problem going on the air and saying them for whatever reason, but I didn't want to privately chat with somebody that maybe I didn't even know who they were. Like, they were lying, and they have all these intimate details about me just to later find out that I'm actually fucking talking to Chris Hansen or something. And he's, I'm going to have these guys tackle me in gravel in the driveway as I leave with my Mike's Hard Lemonade and bag of condoms that the girl told me to bring over. You know, like, I, I, never, I just never trusted the system. That's what I would have an issue now with 
is if I were to meet somebody, like say something happened with Rach and I, 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 I don't have the motivation. You know, I might just become celibate. Or this, this is why older guys buy prostitutes because they they just don't have the energy to go out and find somebody new, and they yeah. just want to get laid. Like I understand, oh, I, I wouldn't do it, but I understand it. You know what I mean? Like when you get older, you've got no desire. You know, this past Fourth of July, I didn't want to go out. One, I knew it was going to rain, and it did. But I just didn't want to go out. I was watching tennis. I was enjoying myself. I was relaxing. I got up early that morning and played tennis. Got up at 5 a.m. to go play tennis at 7. I mean, like, I was tired. I just wanted to stay home. Can you imagine, (laughs) Nate, going back to the days that we would go out five nights a week, at least five nights a week, and then meeting different girls and having to keep up with those girls? And it's like, no, I'm busy. You know, it was like a fucking full-time job. Yeah, and it was probably one of the reasons when you went fi- out five and out five nights a week. And I know we were talking about earlier how you you can't like plan to hook up with somebody, but you're at least trying, and that's usually why you're going out. You know, you go out with your boys just sometimes for fun, but other times you're on the prowl. You're trying to <laughs> find some ladies, find a big a good group. Yeah, I was uh, I got good at it. I got I got really good at it. And at times the game got too easy, and then I would settle down. And I remember one time I settled down probably a little bit too fast with this girl and I did it and I'm usually not like this very rarely if ever care what anybody else has to say but somebody said something about me and the word got on the streets that uh I was a player you know and a misogynist and I was like I was like no, I'm not. I just, I just hang out and I just date a lot. I was like, if we sleep together, we sleep together. You know, it's just, it's not, I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. I was like, they just went big daddy bang, bang. And, and, but the, the, that was the word on the streets. And it bothered me because I did not want that image because I wasn't raised like that. I was never, I'm a gentleman. I, tr- I try, I've always tried to treat ladies with the utmost respect. I didn't want people to think that I was this guy so I settled down, ba- really based off of this one person saying this one thing. And uh, it didn't work out with the girl, you know, but it, like you start to get a reputation. You know, I'm sure you can still get that same reputation on the dating apps. Oh, uh, you don't want to go with shopping mall guy 593. You know, that dude's just such a digi player. You know, you don't want to go with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sends fucking dick pics all the time he just won't stop well that is one thing you got to be careful about that i've learned from my friends who are on the apps is and it's something that you just have to accept is that everybody's talking to everybody like right. don't for a second think that just because you met the love of your life on the dating app that they aren't talking to 20 other people because guess what they are yeah i'd have a problem with that too i was like for we're doing our thing. We're doing our thing. You got to get off the app. Just me and you, babe. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So it's a weird conundrum. I'll have to let y'all know how it goes. But maybe but that's even you. like the old school, like just the old school way of meeting. It's you might be talking about multiple people and they just didn't know because there wasn't really Internet or anything at the time. Right. Exactly. Brandon, maybe if you ask nicely, Jill will put you in as like a package deal. So so the girl's going to feel safe because Jill's going to be there. The guy might feel a little uncomfortable, but the guy, you know, Jill's more or less the prize, and you are going to be the recipient 
of the prize. You know what I'm saying? So you could go as a Jill could go on her hinge profile and say, I'm a package deal. I've got a buddy named Brandon. He's a young strapping lad that is looking for a nice clean girl. And uh, maybe you've got a sister and we can double date and that can be the start of, of, of something right there. What okay. Do you, what do you I think? was wondering where you were going to go with that. Yeah, I <laughs> but I will say, so one of the guys that I saw on the app when I was down in Florida Cause you can put a little bio just say like what you're looking for. They'll give you prompts and questions. This guy's profile straight up said, I am a happily married man. Me and my wife are looking for fun. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. Is, is that something that doesn't interest you? I swipe left. Yeah. Was that, I'm not it, trying to get tangled up in a married situation. That's too much. I have <laughs> friends who've done it. It's a lot. You can't be in a throuple. Yeah, I mean, you can, but wait a minute. You've had friends that have joined in on, on couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's it weird. I think it's bit that the, the, um, either the wife share or the, uh, the husband sharing and, uh, the, the threesome and bringing somebody in. And a lot of times it's maybe it's a friend or somebody, you know, I think that's bigger now than it's ever been. The concept, I, I was reading something the other day about like old traditions in marriage that are just so outdated, you know, wearing white, getting married at a church, these things that are just completely outdated. You know, at one time, which, you know, I think we've all lived through is our grandparents. You go, hey, no, we're going to go to Vegas and or we're going to go elope. We'll have a party afterwards. It saves a lot of money and it's it's not a big deal. Oh, what are you fucking talking about? You know, you got to get married in the church. You know, it's like, no, no, I don't. Uh, my first marriage, we were married by this wonderful uh, non-denominational woman. And she came out and, and the, the service was fantastic. Like, like the, the, her wording and everything was just so great. Not that I don't mind God being involved in, in the vows and stuff like that, but it was just so chill and so low key. And so, you know, kind of blase and it, it was nice. Um, but I think now the younger generation's perception of relationships is more that human beings aren't meant to be monotonous. There's a definitely a line drawn between church and state, meaning that I can love you and I will always love you. Uh, I, this is not cheating because you're involved, but as a man or as a woman, these are my sexual needs. Fulfill those sexual needs. I'm always coming back to you. Now, that doesn't always work out that way, but it's always said that way, you know, that I'm always going to come. But I think now more than ever, it's like this weird new sexual revolution where um, uh, a, uh, a monotonous relationship is not so much the priority anymore with people. I think it's monogamous. Yeah. Monogamous. Well, I said monotonous. I was, I'm talking like monotonous conversation. Monogamous. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. You, but you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And it's not like I've heard people explain it and say, think about all the animals on Earth. There's very few animals or species or whatever that that do what humans do. You, you find one person, you stay with them for the majority of your life. Most animals are going from you know mate to mate every season, and um, so it, maybe maybe you are doing it wrong. Who knows? Because it seems like a lot of people are having a hard time sticking with one person their entire fucking life. So maybe we're all doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he had to, uh, two wife Will. You know, he was a game changer. <laughs> 
Well, Toons just Ooh. jumped up and said that, yes, you are correct, Mr. Nate. I like a lot of boy dogs. <laughs> and really the only thing keeping or making us want one person is the, the feeling of jealousy. That's the only reason that we get upset if somebody cheats on somebody or goes with somebody else or whatever is that jealousy feeling. And these people that are in these relationships, they just don't have that feeling in their, in their brains for some reason and mm-hmm. seems to work out well for them. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. But for I, I do see, like, if you're, if you're programmed that way, it's great, right? I mean, like, I've had a, a, a few people that I've known in my life that are swingers. There's a guy, there was a couple that used to listen to me in Orlando. Daytona's a big swinger town. They get a bunch of swinger parties all the time. And, oh, no, this was Tampa, actually, but they would go to Daytona. And he, he told me, he was like, yeah, me and my wife have been together for 40 years. We've been swingers for more than half of it. And we made that decision and, uh, you know, we're the happiest we, we could ever be. And I'm like, you don't have a problem with watch. I mean, you're watching a dude pound your wife. I mean, that, that's like, that's intimidating, especially if the guy's better than you, right? <laughs> I mean, like, that's just human nature to go, oh, that was good. And she has to, and like, she has to, like, enjoy it less, like, on the outside versus when she's with you or you're going to make make you feel bad, Right. That's that's a lot of pressure. That's I mean, you got to be really, really confident and really good in bed. That's why I wouldn't last. You know, every yeah. every guy my wife would be with, it would be ten times better than me. She'd be with a guy for the, the guy loses his virginity for the first time. She's like, this guy was amazing, ten times better than you, Jason. I was like, I know. That's why we're doing this. I understand. Well, it, and it's just that different mindset. Is it's not about jealousy or who's better or whatever. They they like to watch their wife with someone else because they want them to be happy and they enjoy them seeing them. It's like getting a gift for somebody. It's more about the the smile on their face than how you feel about giving them a gift. It's like, they, they like to see that person happy. It's just like shaking her head. It's going, a what? wild world out there. I was just thinking, I was picturing in my mind. It's like, honey, I love you. Here's another man's dick. Like, <laughs> Please enjoy it in front of me. What? <laughs> Brandon's like, really? That sounds sounds enticing. Another man. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited about all this. Uh, so it, it for the most part, it is the death of meeting somebody old school in the bar. Hinge, Bumblebee, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a new way. There, the, I've also noticed there's the death of the old man joke, which is very, very sad because... As a kid, my both my stepfathers were as horrible as the first one was. He was the king of old man jokes. I think we talked about this on a, a previous episode of, uh, and actually, Brandon, I think you or you or Pee Wee made a snap out of old people being racist and how it's, oh, yeah. how it's cute. You know, <laughs> got a few views. I know that people were were, were interested in that. Uh, a little kickback too, but it, it's true. You know, when, when the older you get, the more passes you get because you're older and and it's just how things are the older you get the you start to have different likes and things that you do that you never thought you would probably do i don't know why it is but it is i love old man jokes dad jokes right fucking love them uh i think they're hilarious i've always thought they're funny i've always liked punny jokes you know the goofy punny jokes if you ever go watch comedian steve byrne who is a friend and he's a great comedian. Part of his shtick, part of his act is that he just goes like for like 10 minutes and does short, quick 
cheesy, corny, punny jokes. And it kills every single time. They're just funny. So uh, I do dad jokes at the table. My daughter thinks they're funny. I appreciate that. Her friends think they're hilarious. One in particular loves my dad jokes. And so the other day, uh, I was at the UPS store shipping a package out, a thank you package to the manager of the Backstreet Boys. By the way, almost $60 to ship a box to Los Angeles. Fucking ridiculous. It was like, I don't want to say it cost more than what was in the box, but it wasn't that far off. I mean, it was pretty damn close. I was not. Inflation is real. I was not happy with that. Uh, And I'm like, you know, you the post office people. I was like, you know, you post office people. I know they don't work here, but they haven't picked up my my mail in three days. And you want me to fucking pay sixty bucks to ship this off to you? I was like, this mail system is stupid. Like, we got to fix this, whatever the problem is. Anyway, so uh, I'm in the uh, UPS store. The guy that works there, uh, when I go to this one in particular, he's always very nice, very pleasant. There was a lady before me, and she was contemplating whether to ship this package to the UK because it was going to cost like $200. So the line starts to form, me being first in line, and then then it started to get like five or six deep as time went on. More people were coming into the store. There's only one guy, I think he's the owner because they're owed, working behind the counter. And so I go up, I've got two packages, I've got a quick scan that I was sending out to uh, a t-shirt to a listener, uh, Drew Bush, who I met, he works at the Under Armour Outlet Store in Woodstock, very nice, big fan, and I was like, let me hook you up. So I sent in something out to him, I had that all taken care of, the shipping, I did it at home, and then I had this box that I had to get done. So I get it done, and I pay the money, and I'm walking out, and I see this young girl rushing from her car to come inside and she works there. She had her little UPS shirt on. She looked like she just fucking rolled out of bed. She looked like she was so miserable. So I open the door. I hold the door open for her and I go, you better get in there. That line is get long. You know, it was just like trying to be nice. It was like, it's something that you, I think after the age of 40, those are the things that you say to people, right? I don't know why we do it. We just do it. This girl looks at me and goes, I'm here, aren't I? I'll be there in a minute. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Jeez. <laughs> what a bitch. I, I was, that was a pleasantry. That's what they're called. They're pleasantries. They're two humans talking. Now, what Nate is about to say before he says it is, well, did you really need to say it? You don't know her. Why would you even say something to her? Right, Nate? That's what you want to say to me right now? Well, I was going to say, that's not a pleasantry, calling somebody out for being late to their job and then telling them they have a lot of work once they get into their job. I'm sure she just loved that fucking comment. (laughs) I I didn't say she was late, nor did I know she was late. Now, if I were to look at my watch, she was late because she was showing up like about eight minutes past the top of the hour. So I'm assuming she was supposed to be there nine minutes prior. (laughs) Yeah, if you're wearing an outfit for the business that you're running into, you're late. Yeah, but either way, I mean, it is what it is. She's late, no big deal, who cares? Just had a customer, and I'm a customer, and I'm walking out, and I'm an adult, I'm older than her, she should show some respect. I open the door for her, because that's what gentlemen do, that's what people do. And I just made the nice little comment of, long line in there, better get in there. (laughs) I know you're late, but here's a bunch of work for you. You do that at the grocery store too. Hey, uh, bag boy, better get in there. There's milk all over the fucking floor. You got a lot of work coming up here, buddy. 
See, good luck. Have a good day. That's the pro- you're taking it the wrong way. That I knew that's that. I knew that's what you were going to say. How but, else would you take somebody saying that you have a long line at a job that you're late to going into? It's the inflection. <laughs> it's the it's like if I you know I would take it like yeah I know haha and then just walk in. I'm not calling you out because there's a long line. I'm just making. It's called a pleasantry. It's a it's a. That's not a pleasantry. There's a, nothing pleasant about it. It is. I'm pleasantry is. How are you doing today? No, a pleasantry is that's con- a pleasantry is conversing with another human being about anything. That is called a pleasantry. You know, you I didn't have to say anything to her. I didn't even have to open the door for her, but I did with a smile and I made a comment, a, a pleasant comment because of my inflection. I was happy. I was joyous. Hey, there's a long line. You better get in there. Yada Zing zing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I, I'm not shocked. <laughs> I don't think you're old enough yet for those. Maybe wait another 15 years. Okay. Oh, poor little old man. He don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so, so that's that's funny. You say that. That's the that's what I when I got into my truck, I sat down, and uh, I said to him, and I took my little my new Brella shield, which is the coolest invention ever, and I took it out of my window, and I sat there, and I go, I don't know if I'm old enough for pleasantries. I think I think I'm still. Because I'm a young 47. I don't look 47. I know that. I think she probably thought that I was hitting on her. And I didn't know how to do it right. So I said something stupid, like the line thing. I bet you that's what uh, happened. That's why she was think, mean, because she's a lesbian. I think you're too old to, you know, for her to think you're hitting on her, but not old enough to where she probably took you seriously. She was like, oh, this dick just wants to ruin my day. You're right. You're, I, Brandon, I think you are completely... Uh, accurate on that. I, I agree with you. I'm in that purgatory age where I can't do the fun old guy stuff, even though I'm into a lot of it. And I definitely can't do the stuff that you're doing at your age, because then I'm the old guy trying to do the, uh, that 47 is a fucking tough window to live in. Let me tell you, you know, I, I tell my wife, if I can live past 55, then I'm a survivor because like all my friends are getting sick or dying between the ages of 42 and 55 is a fucking dark window for people, for men, especially, you know, it's like you don't get colon cancer, don't get melanoma, don't get bone cancer, don't get this, don't get that. You hit 55, none of that shit bothers you. But I think after 42 to 55, stay away from the pleasantries, the dad jokes, the old man jokes, uh, talking to younger girls, even if you're just conversing, not trying to hit on them because it comes across as creepy. Once you get past 55, then you could possibly do it. I don't know. We've known somebody that was past 55 and was doing it and it was fucking creepy as hell. So who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe I got to up that age to 65, possibly when you're all gray or all white. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know who needs to hear this, but dad jokes are never funny. The, oh. the reason people laugh at him because they're like, this dude is so lame. He thinks this is funny. <laughs> like that's really the other, like, even if they're like a 70 year old, 80 year old man, you're like, oh, he thinks that's humor. How cute. Oh, I, di- sweet. I disagree, Nate. I think- and, and the, and the girls that are laughing at your jokes, they're laughing at your jokes because you're feeding them fucking dinner. They're not laughing because they think you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, so I, I have for dad jokes at the dinner table, they have to be in conversation. You just can't do stand up comedy. Yeah. Because then people are going to think you're trying to be funny. So the dad jokes has to be in conversation. That's my style of dad joke comedy. 
you know, but they're good ones, you know, and I just pulled these up. Tell me these aren't funny again in conversation. So take yourself out of, I'm just bringing it up because we're talking about it and stuff, but we're at the table and it's in conversation. And I go, you know, I'm afraid for the calendar. It's days are numbered. That's funny. That's funny. Don't you laugh, Jill. I love funny. a good dad joke. I have a great sense of humor. Chicks, okay, chicks love dad jokes. Maybe other guys don't like them, but chicks love dad jokes. My wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward for me. I don't know why that's funny. All right. um, dad jokes are just jokes that kindergartners also tell. It's like the evolution of human. It's like you start off in diapers, you end in diapers, and you're... Tell the same jokes. <laughs> what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Bowfish? Sophisticated. So <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince. Now <laughs> 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 yeah, you want to laugh. I know you want to laugh. Motherfucker, I know you want to laugh, Nate. That was funny. Laugh. No, I heard that joke when uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. You heard, what did the snow have to do with him, Chris Rock? No, it was just, it, they were just telling Will Smith jokes at the time. Oh, like what kind of handprint did he leave? A fresh print? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, yep. See, that's that's funny. <laughs> that's really, really funny. Um, I don't know. So, it, it, I, Nate, you still got a couple years. I mean, you're already doing some things that are showing midlife crisis, and I don't use the term as a negative, but as you get older, it's uncontrollable that you'll start to have other interests. You'll probably have different interests in music. You'll have different interests in television and movies, uh, things that you do, food, possibly hobbies. You know, um, uh, you, you might find uh, an amazing new hobby down in Mexico that you never in a million years thought you'd do. But when you take a step back, you're like, oh, collecting seashells and making necklaces is kind of an old man thing but you know i'm getting five dollars a pop you know but you might enjoy it and then you start learning about the seashells and you go oh my god this is from the mayan synectric era this is uh wow this is 400 years old this is a good <laughs> shell i think i'm gonna put it in a shadow box shadow boxes start going to michael's and hobby lobby shit like that it happens as you get older it's uncontrollable you just need to embrace it and accept it there are things in my life that I'd found an interest in that I made fun of as a kid and I tried to fight it, but I can't fight the love uh, in this case for birds. I fucking love birds. I never knew I loved birds until I got a smart bird feeder from my daughter. I am addicted to looking at the camera in this bird feeder uh, on my phone. I can't stay off of it. And then when a bird lands, it gives me a notification and the notification goes, and a bird shows up, and I, I can either, it looks like a phone call I'm getting from the bird. I can hit the red phone or the green phone that's kind of cockeyed, and I hit the green phone because I'm answering the call, and I see this bird staring at me while he's eating the bird seed. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But we can agree, and I will agree too, Nate, bird watching, anything doing with birds, buying bird anything is for fucking old people, correct? Yeah, typically that is the stereotype. But and even these old people that do bird bird watching, they probably hate you. You're like the younger generation, like 
he's not bird watching. I'm going out there in the woods with my thing. This dude's just getting a notification yeah. on his fucking phone. Lazy ass bird watcher. <laughs> he's like the Gen Z of bird watchers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's cool. I'll take that. So I'm not quite like the old man bird watcher. I'm the new gen bird watcher. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the cool bird watcher. You're still young. I don't know about that, but you're the new gen. <laughs> Come on. Tell me some of the pictures I've posted with this damn bird uh, feeder thing is, is not badass. Super it's badass. Just, but it's not like, it's just like you going up, going on YouTube and searching birds. Like it's not, you didn't take the picture. You weren't even there. It, you just, you just got a video of a bird sent to your phone. I can send you some too, if you want. No, but it's, 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 but it's my birds. It's, it's, these are my, it's, <laughs> it's in my backyard. <laughs> it's my backyard. This is my smart bird feeder watcher thing. This isn't anybody. No one else is getting that picture. And it gives me the notification of, now I do have a problem. Because uh, the squirrels have found the bird feeder. And I thought it was squirrel proof. And it's not. So, like, how this thing works, and if anybody, people ask me all the time, like, where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? I got it as a prize for, for, I think it was my birthday for my daughter. You can find them on Amazon. Just search smart bird feeder. I think they're like 200 bucks or something. So, it's a, it, you screw it into a post, right? And it's on a piece of kind of flimsy but sturdy metal, so it bounces. And then it's got the bird feeder, and then it's got what looks like a ring camera, like a first-gen ring camera put in the, in the front. And then you pour the bird feed in, and it goes down, and it's got a scoop, and then a little stand for the birds uh, so they can sit on it and eat it. It's really neat. Somehow the squirrels get it. I've, I haven't seen them. I mean, I've seen them on camera eat the food, but I don't know how they're getting there. I mean, I'm assuming they're climbing up the wood or something like that because it's attached to my fence. So I was like, how do I stop this? Now, I guess everybody's a fucking expert on how to stop squirrels into a bird feeder, and I'm not part of that community just yet. Because I posted a picture, and holy shit, did everybody have something to say, and most of it was not positive. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I remembered I, I had these bird spikes that we were putting on the ledges around our house. And I'm, 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 of course, I go to Google. Google, how do I stop squirrels from eating? This was one of the solutions. So and it looks like shit, you know, so I'm probably going to take it down because it's not working. So I got all these like little spikes around the bird feeder and it's not stopping them. Like every way that a squirrel could possibly get to this bird feeder on the fence um, it, it's not working. It, it's just, it's, they're jumping, they're flying, they're getting on each other's shoulders. They're doing cheerleader flips. I don't know what they're doing, but they're getting to my bird feeder and I have no control over it. So somebody suggests hot sauce. I was like, hot sauce. <laughs> have you heard of this? That birds can't taste hot, but squirrels can. Did you know that? I didn't know never that. heard that. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. They actually sell hot bird seed. So we had just bought a bag of bird seed, so we want to go through it. But I'd put it out there, I'd go away, come back in an hour, and it was gone. Fucking squirrels. I think it's not only the squirrels, I think it's the Alvins, too. Because we got a couple of the Alvins in the backyard. And so the chipmunks, you know, they're smaller, so they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy shit. So I took a, 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 a canister, like a, you know, thing of hot peppers, um, like crushed hot peppers that you, you know, sprinkle on, you know, something and i just dumped it in there 
fucking squirrels ate it. So thanks for that suggestion. <laughs> Whoever said that, that shit doesn't work either. <laughs> and well, my- it makes sense because like the birds don't have lips and squirrels do. And usually when you eat hot, like hot wings, your lips get real hot. So maybe it, it avoids them, but wow. I guess it didn't work. <laughs> that's really, can you Google that and see if that's the reason why? If so, that's cool. I never even thought about that. You're right. Birds don't have lips. They have beaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me look. Can you milk That's me? Crazy. Can you milk me, Greg? I have nipples. <laughs> Great so, reference. So if you don't have if you don't have lips, you can eat hot. But doesn't that have something to do with your stomach? Not your has nothing to do with your lips. I think probably your tongue too, right? Yeah, and your tongue, your taste buds. Do birds yeah, but think about have- a birds like a bird has a little little, little, little tiny little tongue <laughs> thing, and they don't have lips, so they're and it's all hard beakness in there. So I would think they don't have a lot of tissue for it to get hot into. Somebody, so maybe that's why somebody's got to look this up. Maybe birds don't have taste buds. Sounds like a sad life. <laughs> it's a sad. <laughs> sad. Yeah, it says. Uh, Birds do not have pain receptors found in mammals, um, and that's why birds have no adverse reaction to eating peppers. Look at that. So not they don't all- feel pain at all. No, they just don't have like pain receptors in their mouths. I guess. Yeah. So if you deep throat a bird, it's not going to feel it. Brent, Brent. <laughs> I think the bird would have to deep throat you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> So, so, so my, my hot pepper bird seed as a detractor to not only squirrels, but people. So don't even think about sneaking into my backyard and eating my bird seed fuckers. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel the burn. You'll feel, so I got to figure out a way. Somebody's like, didn't you just buy an airsoft gun? Oh yeah. Cause I'm going to camp out my fucking backyard all day long and shoot squirrels with my airsoft gun. That's what I'm going to do. No, it's not going to happen. Just set an uh, airsoft gun hooked up to your camera when it notices a, a, a squirrel, it just shoots. I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to move the bird feeder. So they make those stands, and I, I never realized why. You know, they they were the way they were, but you know, there's like just metal poles that you put into the ground. Um, I would probably have to cement it so it doesn't move or anything. But anyway, you put it in the ground, and then it's just a dangling thing, and then you oil up the pole. So when the squirrels try to get up the pole they slide back down i mean there's there's like all these it's actually again this is the dumb shit you do as you get older <laughs> i've been researching how to detract deter squirrels from eating my bird seed for the last fucking week and a half you know and it's now become my my goal my agenda my 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 mission in life to try to find the answer to this so i can feed my birds and the squirrels and the alvins stop eating my shit uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. I promise you I will. But it'll happen to everybody, and, and you'll feel it. Like, Brandon, is there something that you fear as you get older that your dad or your grandfather does that you've always said, there's never, there's no way in fucking hell I'm going to be doing this. I'm fearing doing this, but once there's a, like, back of your head, you go, it might not be that bad. Like, every year you get older, you're like, oh, it might not be that bad. Uh, well, I have slowly started enjoying cutting the grass sometimes. Well, that's good because you own a lawn service, so I hope you enjoy it. No, no, we stopped doing lawns because I hate it so much. But, you know, on like a Saturday at home, you know, in a small yard, and we're not going to all these banks and shit and dealing with people, it's kind of nice just to cruise on the mower. Yeah, unwind, maybe put some music on, have yourself an adult beverage, and just like detach from, from, from you know, get off the grid, leave your phone inside, 
and just have you time. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's calming. It's mm-hmm. a whole lot better on the, the new mower, though. I hate the old ones with the steering wheel. Son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, not, not the point. The point is, oh, is, is <laughs> I, I don't want to go to details about your mower, but the point <laughs> is, is that you, that's kind of an old man thing to do, right? It's it just, is. It's just to have time to yourself. I love me time. Love it, love it, love it. So you're getting there at a very young age, and there's nothing wrong with that. I got your back. Um, you know, Nate, is there something that you fear? Not that I fear, but I've noticed, I mean, I just, I don't care about like a lot of new music anymore. Like, you know, I'm, I'm at, at one point you could kind of keep up on what was trendy or what was popular, but now there's so much music out there and there's so many outlets. It's like impossible. The same thing with video games. That's why I dropped off of video games. Cause when you, you started off, you kind of knew every game with, you know, the early consoles, but now there's thousands of them. So I'm like, I'm not even going to try anymore. That's out of my league. Um, but yeah, that, I feel that way with music. I'm not as in touch with every part of every genre because there's so much now. All right. Well, the kicker is, is you might not be in touch with it, but when you hear it, are you just as receptive to it as you were when you were younger? I don't know if I like receptive. If you mean like, do I like it or not? Do you but give it a I, chance? Oh yeah. Well, and I I've always been the person that will say that will stand up for other people's music. I hate older generations or whatever different ages that will shit on someone else's music just because they don't personally enjoy it. I can respect that. Hey, if this even if I think this isn't the most the best music, there's millions of people out there buying these albums. So somebody does. So I will fully support that. But yeah, there's, there's music. I'm like, all right, well, I don't get it, but you know, if they like it, let them enjoy themselves. <sighs> you know, another thing you have to worry about, and this is in your DNA and I can't wait for this to happen. It's just, it's going to be passed down for Mr. Mr. Nate. So when Nate start uh, starts to text books, you know, in a response, he's going to text fucking like, 50 million lines of text. His dad does that. Love his dad to death. Don't get me wrong. But it's an old man thing to do. Like, he's having a full-blown conversation. He's asking a question, automatically thinking he knows the answer, and then responding to the answer that you never gave, but he thinks you would give. And he just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. I love it. And and you know what? If he didn't do it, he wouldn't be Mr. Mr. Nate. Because that's what makes Mr. Mr. Nate. You ask him a simple question. So, how's the snowstorm? Woof. You know, I mean, it's just just barrage of text messages from Mr. Mr. Nate. If I didn't get that response, I'd be worried about him because that's Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nate. But it's in your DNA. It's coming. No, no this will not come for me uh, because I am not a doctor. Um, the reason he does that is because he's a doctor and he's used to being very detailed about every patient, uh, <laughs> like bio and all that stuff. So he can't, you know, you can't forget something um, in the medical field or somebody dies or somebody gets fucked up. So luckily I don't think that is on me. Cause I, I don't write messages like that. I'm, I'm very short with my texts. Yes, you are, but it, it'll get there. We're waiting. We're all waiting for you to get to the long text, the old man text. All right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, yeah. I'll talk about the podcast and poor stuff here on the third segment. Let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm 
dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. If you're on someone else's property for a reason other than business, the owner is only liable if they intentionally hurt you. So if you're over at someone else's house for a party, make sure you don't trip down the stairs. Because even if the owner is found negligent, you still can't recover. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. In the market to build a mountain home or cabin in western North Carolina, Mac Development Group. These are the people that you need to call. These are the people you need to talk to. MacDevelopment.com is the website. Currently booking for full-time builds, and they're looking for you to get on the schedule today. Providing a premium product in the Western Carolina market, and they are the premium builder in the area. Putting everything together in this amazing 3D software, the process is easy, and it's a one-stop shop with Mac Development Group. MacDevelopment.com. I want you to call my wife. But not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right, some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> you know when Manny Aurora puts on the salmon tie <laughs> over the Sky blue checkered dress shirt. Shit's about to go down in the courtroom, right? Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a spe- I bet you dress for the occasion, right? Like if you if you're going into battle, you're probably gonna wear dark colors, like black. This is probably like, uh it's I bet you it's a female judge. It is a female judge. I knew it! <laughs> if it were, if it were a guy judge, you wouldn't wear a salmon tie, right? I hadn't thought about it that way, but uh, subconsciously you do. We just want to look professional. Subconsciously You'd wear like a, a a a purple tie, power tie, I guess. So. Red tie, maybe a bow tie, just for the hell of it. A bow tie. I know you see, you're a bow tie guy. You look good in a bow tie. Uh, what's the big case uh, today? A murder case. Ooh. Trying to get some hearings done today on it. Oh, yeah. What, what does that entail? You walk in with your salmon tie and you say, "Judge, hear me." Pretty much, or I can just start screaming. This is out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> Let my people go. Bring your own gavel. <laughs> Sir, uh, Manny, yeah, uh, the, the, the attorneys don't have the gavels. It's just for the judge. <laughs> you can put your gavel away. Uh, by the way, if you do need Manny, Manny is here for you. Um, uh, anything defense. Like, he's, 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 he's one of the best defense attorneys in, in the world. Um, uh, specializing in criminal law, the AuroraLawFirm.com. That is the A-R-O-R-A law firm, the Aurora law firm dot com. We'll take some voicemails from the hotline, uh, 404-369-3825, some questions from the social media. 
Uh, obviously want to talk about a couple other different things, checking in with our girl, Anna Delvey. How's she doing? She's doing really well. Good. We uh, <clears throat> got a new immigration hearing set. So if that goes well, she should be out on bond. Okay. And have we talked about... We have, and she'll be here. Okay. I mean, are you serious? You, I'm serious, but we need your men to fly in from Mexico slash Noonan. So. Uh, okay. So she, she, what she would not want to do a Zoom thing, or not Zoom, but a WebEx thing with the guys, they got to be here, right? Yeah. I mean, look at that face. I mean, she's been in prison for a long time. Well, <laughs> I, here, here's... She's requested us personally. <laughs> this might actually work out well. So we have a really big event uh, coming up. On September 3rd, we we could have Anna Delvey out there. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, she'd probably want to party a little bit. I'm sure she would. Yeah. And we'll, of course, have armed guards and security. You know, she'll have her own little section. Of course. And she could start working on her new deals with and people. You have to get used to that accent. Can you, ima- can, can you imagine a podcast in Pours 2, Anna Delvey? It, I mean, that, like... Get out of here. Just stop. Just leave right now. I mean, just like, that's a, that'd be awesome. Jeff, I've, I've talked to Jeff Lowe after we had him on, right? And, and, I, and I said, hey, you know, would you be in town? Would you come into town for it? They might come. You know, he's like, yeah, we love Atlanta. We'll, we'll come up there. That's fine. Like, it's no big deal. Like, that's badass, dude. Look at this. This podcast. Uh, all right. So Anna Delvey's doing well. She's happy in jail, but she wants to get out, correct? Well, that's obvious, yes. Yeah. Well, some people want to stay in jail. Who knows? The food's good, right? The food's, I don't know. Have you ever had jail food? I have not, but I've seen it. It doesn't look all that great. Yeah, what does it look like? Like the movies? It looks like the movies because most of the stuff's made early in the morning, and depending on what floor of the facility you're in, it's going to be either ice cold or really hot when you get it. Have you ever had a client that says, man, I miss that cornbread in jail or some, something specific? I have not ever heard that yet. Yeah, probably never have to hear that. Uh, so, oh, this isn't the story. The Ross Harris story I wanted to bring up to you. Um, this is the guy that his kid, he's a 41 year old dude. This is a Georgia dude, but the Georgia Supreme court, um, they're, they're reversing, right? The charges of malice, murder, and first degree child cruelty for the death of his 22 year old son, Cooper. This was a hot car death situation. And it, it, it like, it's, it's very, it's very conflicting, on, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Do you believe that it was a mistake? Do you believe that it was an accident? If so, even so, should you still pay a price for taking the life of an innocent child? Was this the right move? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's go with 22 months instead of 22 years, I think. Did I say 22 years? Yeah. Oh, I meant 22 it's months. Sorry. Very young. But yeah. So what happened in that case is he said he forgot his kid and it sort of struck home with me because I know when my kids were really little, there's a routine that you have in the morning, right? My wife would take either my daughter or my son or whatever to school. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times, if I had to help her out, I'd take her. And I can't tell you, at least three or four or more times, I may have just driven my son to work and not even realized about stopping because you have that set routine and you're not even thinking, you're thinking about work or whatever. So I can see that. I can really see that. And the question is, how bad do you feel as a parent? Now you're going to put him in jail on it. I mean, it's truly an accident. I mean, what reason did he have, you know, to do these types of things? And the reason the Supreme Court reversed it had nothing to do with whether it was an accident or not, but the government tried to bring in so much trash about him having an affair and those kinds of things that they said it was just too prejudicial and it wasn't relevant bringing all this character assassination against him to try to prove whether he intentionally left the kid in the car. 
But is it important from a prosecution standpoint with a case like this to gain the public opinion? Does that hold any weight when you're in the courtroom, any pressure on the judge? Um, Not so much the jury because they're sequestered, but, you know, as far as the process goes, if you have the public opinion that you're correct, they're they're guilty, then most likely it's going to go your way. Yeah, most cases are going to go their way. But when you got the TV cameras rolling, remember, your judges are elected. So they don't want to be that guy that gave a break to somebody committed, accused of committing such a terrible crime. You as a DA want to show off. You want to be the man. You win these types of cases. That's how you get attorney of the year nominations or prosecutor of the year and all that kind of stuff. So you'll go all out to do it. The problem is with some of these gung-ho prosecutors or defense lawyers is they're just trying to get in everything that they can without actually thinking through what the relevance of it is, is what the impact could be or what the long-term consequences on an appeal might be. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a rookie mistake, just trying to trash a guy with everything bad he's ever done in his life in order to make him such a bad person that he must have killed his own son. What is some of the stuff that they brought out outside the affair? Uh, it's the affair, some of the stuff on his phones as far as, you know, dirty talk with women, naked photos of things like that. It was just so he's a guy. overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's pretty much a dude. Uh, but but then, you know, the question is, okay, as a, as a parent, and, and yes, I think that I even at times would forget when Ariel was small, she was in the back because, you know, Ariel grew up and same with Caleb in the headphone generation. So, you know, they had they, they had their iPad, they had their headphones. They weren't yapping in the back. They sure. were they were watching a movie. And so you just seem like you're in your own little world. So I can understand that. But still, even that being said, yes, you're going to make mistakes. But as a parent, you're not allowed to make that big of a mistake. So when you do, should you be held responsible? I mean, you took the life of a 22-month innocent child because of your incompetence. There should be some some repercussions. Well, the rule for incompetence as far as just gross negligence arguably would be an involuntary manslaughter. It's a one to ten year offense. And there's a misdemeanor version of it as well. So those exist. Malice murder means we don't have first or second degree murder or any of that stuff. Malice murder just means I intended to kill this person. Right. And the question is, I mean, did you intend to kill your kid? Like I said, I've made mistakes with the kids in there. I know you know, people I've known in the pack have left the kid by accident for a few minutes and it certainly triggers or they get a text like, oh my God. Because mm. if it's out of your normal routine and it's not something you do, it, it's happened to me. That's the only reason I can sort of, not saying it's right or wrong, but I could sort of understand it and put myself in that position. Mm. And it's not like this is a headphone situation. This is a little kid. I mean, they fall asleep back there. And mm. if it's not something you're thinking about, you could very easily do that. Now, would I forget them the entire day? You know, I don't know. That's a bit extreme. Mm. But I have forgotten things for 5, 10, 15 minutes until, you know, something triggers inside. Like, oh, my gosh. So the, the, if, you, the, if you're the prosecution in this case and you're saying, I want this charge of malice murder, first degrees, wh- whatever the case may be, not the involuntary manslaughter side of things. Can you change that if you're not going to get that? Um, or are you all in and then if you don't get it, then he's just scot-free. Kind of like what Casey Anthony, I always said the Casey Anthony first-degree murder was the horrible, horrible decision for the prosecution. I told him, so they were never going to get it. But he could have, um, was it Jeff Ash, what was it, uh, the, the guy that we had? Was it Ashcroft? No, not Ashcroft, Ashton, or uh, maybe it was that, I don't know. But if he would have went for second degree, I think he would have gotten her. 
Well, that's sort of the thing. I mean, a lot of times in our state, we're notorious for overcharging. You start at the highest charge possible to try to squeeze people into a plea, or you make it more dramatic for a TV situation like this was a nationwide type case. The judge, based on the evidence, can give a lesser instruction if they think the evidence during the course of the trial happened, so they can add other lower counts to the ballast murder in this situation. The government can object, the defense can object, or defense can ask for it. In this case, I don't know exactly what happened, but they got the murder conviction based on how much bad character evidence they brought in against the guy. And you know when they start doing that, much like the young thug uh, situation that's going on when they're using music lyrics, when the evidence itself of intent isn't all that strong, then you try to get all the fluff from the outside to paint a really bad picture of you in order to get the conviction and be the hero on the TV and be Mr. Super Prosecutor. I love how Manny Rohr is now the... The, the 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 leader of the this rap music band thing <laughs> like all the all the rappers in atlanta have manny on speed dial and he's the one setting the precedence of hey look no you just because you said you wanted to kill a bitch doesn't mean you even though you did kill a bitch doesn't mean you premeditated killing the bitch i'm telling you that and you got to repeat all this stuff which is funny I do. I mean, haven't we all said dumb stuff if we could just record it out? I mean, is Johnny Cash in prison for killing a man in Reno? No, no, I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm making fun. But, I, and I, you know, it's funny because when we got uh, the, the world got very serious about hate crimes and so on and so forth, um, you know, we always have a tendency, especially at least here in this country, to go overboard versus just meeting the requirements for certain things. When two individuals are going to are angry at each other, they're going to say things that they don't necessarily mean. And one in particular, guys will say, I'm going to kill you. Or they'll say something derogatory towards you, even though they might not know that you're a part of that community and this would be a offensive slang. You're not thinking about those things when you get angry. And when... These when when we got very serious about all these hate crimes, you would see guys getting in fights and saying certain things and then finding out that person is a part of a community, whether it's the gay community or what. And not only do they get arrested for disturbing the peace, but then they get like five to ten years for a hate crime because they called him the F word or something. It's nuts. Yeah. You can't just get mad at anybody or try to insult them. Everything becomes a production. Yeah. But it's the same thing like with, you know, the music lyrics. It's the stuff that sells. So now if you're going to say you said this two years ago or three years after, it means you're confessing. I just, um, it, it's pretty dangerous. Have you, Nate, getting in a fight or an argument with somebody, can you go back and think, I mean, I'm sure it's been a while, but said anything to somebody you were like, God, man, like, even though I was angry and I still don't like that person that was just a horrible thing to say to them (laughs) (laughs) probably and it's probably more in our younger years you know high school right you know college something like that uh but yeah luckily a lot lot of cell phone videos and recordings didn't exist then (laughs) yeah I, i in middle school i'll never forget uh i just just moved to a new school or something or another. And I just learned a new word, uh, a derogatory word for Hispanics. And I'd never used it before. And I wanted to use it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Let me try it out. <clears throat> so this guy, um, I just went up to him and I, I, I think I was just picking a fight with him. And I think it was sixth grade or something. And I called him it. And I'll, I'll never forget. I, was, I had these brand new black and white sunglasses on and they had a black and white intertwined rope croquis. 
and I was wearing him out. And he, as soon as I said the word, he didn't even hesitate. This dude punched me square in the fucking face. <laughs> and I never used that word again. <laughs> I was like, I was the like, weird thing was he was Asian. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, like, so that's really an offensive. I mean, I learned the lesson, right? You know, I was like, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what the word meant. I just heard it. And somebody had told me, said, hey, say that to this guy. So I was like, oh, he's going to get mad. So I thought it was more of like a ribbing thing. I didn't think it was like an offensive thing. This kid knew sixth grade, pop right in the face, just nailed me. I was like, okay, dude, sorry, my bad. <laughs> what happened to the glasses? You set up the story, but. All right, well, let me finish there, Manny. All right, sorry. Uh, the glasses were broken. He broke my black and white glasses with my black and white croquis. I mean, they were crooked the rest of the day. They were wearable, but they were still crooked. And I, I, I just never wore them again. They, they were they were cursed because I used such bad language. Um, but the, the 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 rap thing with the music, I I think, you know, and I'm guessing when you deal with certain judges, you you know you're going to have a different vibe in the courtroom, right? Just because it's their courtroom, it's 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 how they feel. You're going to have some more conservative judges. You're going to have some more liberal judges, depending on who you get. Um, if if you have a conservative judge, that's going to be a hard sell to them. With the rap lyric thing. Absolutely, especially with the TV cameras rolling. The yeah. point is, conservative may mean middle-aged Caucasian, uh, basically, maybe code for that. But it's like you can't understand or relate to that type of culture as to why those words are said, that those words sell because these people haven't downloaded a song in their entire life. And so there's a lot more to it you know, than that. And if we can start getting in trouble for our words when we're trying to be artistic there's going to be a big problem down the road because now we're going to be what parsing everything everybody says. Yeah. And I, and I don't disagree, but to play devil's advocate, the argument that I would make is, okay, so who deems what artistic, let's just take you, you say, take a manifest from a school shooter and that says exactly what the kid was going to do. And the kid did it and say, okay, this was premeditated and go, no, 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 this is, this is, this is science fiction. This is not, this is make-believe. This is not, this is fantasy. This was just a story that I had written. Well, the manifestos are generally written to say, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. And they're close in time and they cite to certain things and they show a level and a pattern of dislike for somebody. For example, if we're driving in traffic in Atlanta on the highway, how many times have we said something stupid or yelled in the car? That didn't make us a racist or any of that kind of stuff. It's just you get angry and you do dumb stuff. Now we're talking about music lyrics that you're actually selling. These people aren't selling their manifesto. They write all this stuff out. They lay out a plan and they do it dot, 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 specifically that way. This is a music song that may have happened a year or two later, right? You're trying to get street cred. Everybody likes that kind of stuff. It's what sells. Just because I say F the police doesn't mean I'm actually going to go have sex with a police officer, you know, as far as that goes, or go beat somebody up. It's what sells. I don't think that's what Ice-T meant yeah. with F the police. Right, but what if it was, though, and we didn't and know And now look at how famous now. it is. I mean, the song is iconic now. I mean, we're going to be using that every time, you know, something like that happens. All these years, I thought that it was like, you know, screw you, cops. He was really talking about having sex with them. Jesus. <laughs> totally missed the boat. Thanks, Manny Aurora. Rap attorney extraordinaire. <laughs> Literally here. NW Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knew? Uh, all right, let's get to some of these emails. Uh, can a Georgia State Trooper pull your vehicle over for a missing signal light as being probable cause? Missing signal light, like your turn signal light is missing? 
I guess. Or cracked or something. But yeah. then, yes, absolutely, they can do that. The only thing you need to be aware of is they can't always just stop you from not using your turn signal unless there's a substantial amount of traffic and it's a safety issue. But you don't have to use your turn signal unless there's a lot of traffic around there. And that's a common misnomer. But just FYI, so don't let them search your car. Yeah, I'm guessing what they're asking is is not just a missing signal light, but any little thing on your car. I mean, the tenant windows is big for cops to pull cars over, right? Tinted windows is huge. The little things that you put on your license plate, that's called obstructing a license plate. So you never, ever want to have that where it says such and such Cadillac or, you know, university of whatever. Those things that go around your license plate, if they're covering any part of it, then that could be an obstruction of your license plate. And you really? can get pulled over for that. And so I, I always tell people that's the number one way to get busted for DUI. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Did you or know that? if you had that smoke cover over your license, yeah. it's, it's a little obstructive. Wow. Oh, I never knew that. On, on the window tent, don't they have to put that little uh, thing over your window, though, to test it? Uh, absolutely, but they can pull you, you can... over based on what they think is too much. Then they can do that to write the ticket. But in the meantime, they'll say they smell marijuana and start searching your car, and you'll have problems. So. Oh, damn. So I was always told you can, like, roll the window down and then, like, rip open your uh, your window switches and unplug them. And then be like, oh, oh, window don't roll down, officer. It doesn't roll up. Then they can't test it, right? It's a lot of work. They can't test it, but they're still going to give you the ticket because now it has certain quote-unquote facts that ended up hurting your case that show an inference of guilt, you know, stuff like that happens. Oh, damn, okay. Why don't you just abide by the law, Brandon, instead of trying to (laughs) unplug cables and cords when when you get pulled over? Be very busy. You might get shot when they think you're reaching for something or doing all this other stuff, but... Brandon's from New- Noonan, and he's white, so he'll be all right. <laughs> uh, hi. While I was sleeping, a person stuck a Sharpie with the cap in my mouth and started moving it in my mouth. Could I sue or press charges? It's fucking odd. I would say don't do that. Uh, don't sue or press charges or put the Sharpie in someone's mouth. I'm not really sure what the claim would be if you're asleep and you don't know it, then how are you harmed and... Did they draw a mustache on your face or a penis or something? No, it's just, it's just stuck a Sharpie. And that's the oddest thing I think we've had for Manny. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I'm not aware I think you're saying like, Sharpie. it's, is it like some kind of assault because they're, they're basically making a deep throat, a marker while they're like, it's probably, I, I'm picturing it like some college guys or something. And they're fucking with somebody that's asleep. At some point we should just have a sense of humor. <laughs> and the Sharpie in the mouth is one of them. Now, what if you get COVID from it, you get really sick and you got hospital bills. I mean, do those people actually know that there was COVID on your Sharpie? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they did it out there, it's like, you know, when you go have sex with somebody and you've got AIDS and you don't tell them. Yeah, that's actionable because you know what you're doing. Now, if you dipped a Sharpie in COVID juice, I guess, yes. But <laughs> otherwise, right. just let's have a sense of humor, folks. Okay, so we'll just talk Or don't hang out with these friends. Don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, if I am on probation and someone I am living with gets caught with drugs on the premises, what happens to me? If they can prove that there's any connection between those drugs and you, you could be in serious trouble. The number one thing on probation, they say, is you can't hang out with people of disreputable character. You define disreputable however you wish, but one of those things is people that are known drug users, people that are convicts, uh, strip clubs, all those kinds of things are defined as um, disreputable places or people. And so, yes, you could be in trouble for drug possession. Or you could have a technical violation of your probation from being around somebody that has drugs, and that could get you up to two years in the can. Wow, really? Just the two years just for being on the prim- – like you you could be living in the guest house. 
if you're in a guest house and this is in another room and you wouldn't know about it or have access to it, then you're fine. But if it's in the living room and the stuff's there, yeah. now you're with um, discreditable, disreputable people in a technical violation. It's not a new crime on your end, but a technical violation can get you up to two years in the pokey. So take that into consideration, Brandon, that your dad could be spending two years in the big house because of your narcotics in the in, in, in your, your pre- on your premises. I don't know where they are. It doesn't matter. I do. I could call the cops. I could I could SWAT you, and uh, your dad's going to be like, uh, and then he's going to go go to bat for you. And then your dad's going to spend two years. He's going to die in jail. You're going to feel horrible. Is his dad on probation? No, a- but his dad's got a record. He used to what touch sheep or something. What was he do? <laughs> something like that. I know you might do this, so I, I stashed some of your house too. <laughs> <laughs> Clever boy. Clever boy. Uh, let's get a voicemail for Manny. Hey, guys, it's Brian. I've been thinking about starting a business, and I currently work for the post office, and I was just wondering if I could put my business cards or flyers in people's mailboxes. Is this illegal since I'm already handling their mail, or do you think it would be all right? Anyways, just let me know. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, did, hold on. Did he say he works for the post office? Yeah, uh-huh. And he's asking Manny if he can put business cards in people's mailboxes because he's a mailman? Yeah, so I think it's probably like a it's a felony, right, to open, put mail in someone's mailbox if you're not a mail person. Um, I don't know about that because it may be, but it's something so weak because we all get solicitations in our mailboxes, right? If you want to be hyper technical, I guess you could just uh, take some scotch tape and stick your business card outside of it, just like the landscaping companies and everybody else does. Yeah, um, I certainly wouldn't do it as part of my job because now you're going to get fired from the post office if you're sticking stuff in there, but. Just put it online like everybody else does and hope for the best and social media and call the Bailey show and say, Hey, I want to be a sponsor. And thank you'll get you. thousands of customers. Yeah. Thank you. That's the way to do it. As much as I appreciate the guy listening and leaving a voicemail, that might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like you have to have common sense and know that you cannot do that. That's just- well, no, it's a good question because it is illegal. It's a federal offense to put mail in the mailbox unless you are a mailman he is a mailman, but it's not mail from the USPS. So I think there's a little. I don't know if there's ever been there. a open the mailbox and put some junk mail in their prosecution in federal court. But I'm just saying, don't lose your job. If you had to do that, just take scotch tape and just tape it to the outside, just like all the other solicitation people do, um, or advertise. I had a tree. I tree people actually put it in my mailbox. I thought about that. I was like, you can't open my mailbox. Who the hell do you think you are opening my mailbox? But half the mailboxes doors are open anyway because they don't close properly or something like that. Mine's always closed. So they open, they they physically open. And if I see them, because they're coming out to do some treasers, I want to go up to them. I want to ask to talk to the boss. So don't open my mailbox. Well, you're going to miss out on all the Jehovah Witnesses stuff that I get <laughs> Thank every God. couple of weeks. They come up to my door. And I, 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 if I have time, I have some fun with them and I tell them I'm satanic and all kinds of stuff and they get weird. Uh, how do I obtain a full transcript of a conversation on Instagram messages? All the evidence I need is in that chat log. An individual committed fraud against me, and I lost six six thousand plus dollars. Instagram does not have an in-app feature to download the entire transcript. How can I obtain it? Well, you should call a cop if you think that there's fraud involved, and they can get a, a subpoena. Um, and get all those records, or they can do what's called a preservation of evidence with Instagram, and they can hold that information. And then they just get it through the legal process. This is like uh, texts on cell phones. Texts on cell phones and all that. Or if 
they don't want to go the criminal route and they want to sue this person, then once you file a lawsuit, you'll have subpoena power and you can get Instagram to give you those things. I was, can you get archived text messages without having to subpoena? The companies won't give it up to you. They're really strict about the privacy information. So you have to have a subpoena and then the text messages go back. It's a big secret in the business, so you don't know if they go back two years, five years, ten years. I've seen all kinds of different things, but uh, the subpoena will get you what you need most likely. Yeah, I, I, I like I've Googled it before, and I've read some stories like, yeah, here's how you find your old text messages. Then I've read some stories say, yeah, it's impossible. It's it's one of those really gray areas. For some reason, we haven't figured it out. I don't know why. If they're your text messages and it's your cell phone plan and your money, you should have you should have access to as far back as you started with this service. You could only, I mean, there's a level of space that's required to hold this stuff. So it's always been great law enforcement wise as to what people can or cannot get. But what I'm telling you is in order to get it, so there's no problems. And since you didn't save it on your phone, you'll need a subpoena either through the civil process or through a criminal process. Yeah. But I'm paying for, in my case, the cloud storage. So, if I have X amount of space on my sp- cloud storage, I'm paying for that. Maybe the cell phone services should charge more and have a cloud storage charge for your archive text messages. They'd make a bundle out of that. Right. But on your personal iCloud space, if you're deleting the stuff, it's gone, right? That's how you're making space, getting rid of photos. The companies can only hold how much they can hold. Can you imagine how much space that would take if you just take an example of a teenage chat where they're going hundreds per day that's a lot of clouds yeah a lot of clouds in the sky a lot of warehouses in utah with servers just collecting all that stuff a lot of clouds and and i think we're missing the easy answer this chick needs to uh screenshot it i mean you might not have it all in once but you could just screenshot all the messages because she can still see them right they're in your phone and you can download them that way too if it's saved on her phone if you need to call instagram because you started deleting some of the stuff that's where the subpoena issues kick up yeah i was under the impression that it wasn't on her phone. Like she's looking for the archive stuff. Well, there is no archive. Like uh, when you're talking to somebody in Instagram, it's just in Instagram. It's like talking on messenger in, uh, in Facebook. You'd have to go through and delete every single message that you've sent, but you can't delete what they've sent. So it's, it's all there. It doesn't just like disappear unless you have that vanishing mode turned on. Oh, Ooh, what's the vanishing mode? I've never heard of that. You can turn it on so that your messages delete in like 24 hours. Oh, I like that. I don't, I, I, the Instagram messaging, it's not, I'm not a fan. It's, it's like, cause you got primary and general and then also it's, it's way too complicated. Don't ever try to get a hold of me on, on Instagram. I'll never get back to you. It's just not going to happen. Can a police officer come into my work's parking lot where I was sleeping and arrest me for drugs found in my car. There's no warrant, no reason to come onto my property. It was stated, not in paperwork. They were looking for someone else. So that's a little bit of a unclear question. Is the work sort of a public parking lot where people can come and go as it please? Like, for example, if you worked at Target, you could just drive on to the parking lot. The second question becomes if the officer can be on the property legally, which it seems like they could, how is it that they came across you sleeping in your car and what gave them probable cause to search the car to find drugs? If they came on the property legally, which it sounds like it, and they see you smoking something while you're in the car or they can smell it through your car because obviously the smell can come through the window, then they have cause to get and arrest you. Yeah. So it depends on a few other factors that the person, if they would follow up, I could answer it better. But if it's a public parking lot, 
the cop is there, and then if he sees something that they feel is illegal and they have an articulable suspicion that something illegal is going on, then they can do what they need to do. That's like if you, you're in your car, you're not driving, you're listening to the radio, keys are in the ignition, and you're drunk, um, but you're not going anywhere. You're just listening. You're just, you want to sleep it off. You can get a DUI. Yes. Because, you, like, that was a – I learned that in college, not me personally doing it, but I had friends that – would be in the fraternity house parking lot with a girl in the car, just listening to the radio, blah, blah, blah. And campus police, that's where they would try to get you. And they try to get you a DUI. I mean, that was like a thing. And I had many friends lose their keys. They would like, as soon as they see the flashlight, they'd rip the keys out of ignition and just throw it over the fence in their, in their re, 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 uh, re, re, retaining pond or retention pond. And they never found their keys ever again, but they didn't get a DUI. <laughs> That's true. Imagine the guy just Wait. like mowing out there, just hitting a bunch of keys. No, you didn't mow out there. It was like, it was, it was gators and mangroves. I mean, that, that on the other side of the fence, it was just, you didn't go over there. The cops weren't going to go over there to find your keys, but they needed to prove that you, those were your keys. So they would normally let you go. So the joke was, is if you don't mind losing your keys, um, then you won't get a DUI, but if you do, you're going to get a DUI and put the keys to your car on a separate keychain in case you have to throw them. So you're not throwing away the rest of your keys. Like that was an actual thing in college. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just hide your keys? Uh, throw them in the back. No, because they would search your car. You know, Plus they're th- drunk. They're not thinking that clearly to be able to hide stuff. Yeah. It was just take keys out and throw them. That's, that's, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they'd say. I just drop them between the seat and the console. And can I search your car? No. Yeah. Okay, but that's a, that's a thing, right? I mean, if you're in possession of your car, yeah, if the car's running and the yeah. ignition stuff's on, so if you're going to do it, sleep on the passenger side with the car running and the AC going. Would that get you off the hook? The cops should use discretion, but yes, that should get you off the hook. Even if you're just laying there asleep in a proper park spot, they shouldn't really be tagging you. But that's where they have discretion. There's right, another. Yeah, th- I think what I've heard is that yeah, they have to have intent, or like you have to. The cop has to believe that you had intent to drive the vehicle, even if you're not currently driving it right uh, all right here's another voicemail hey man it's dave i got pulled over the other day for a uh, uh taillight being out and while i was stopped my daggone dog bit the officer even though i told him he wasn't friendly i'm now facing the additional charges what can i do thank you that seems like a nice guy all right so the question is how does the dog get involved in this situation is the dog in the the back of a pickup truck is it a car it's hard to say so we know the cop pulled him over for valid reason this tag or taillight or whatever is broken not working so the officer comes up to his door you roll down your window you give him your license and all that kind of stuff and he's supposed to then go run a check to make sure there's no warrants and you get your ticket and you go on your way so we would need a few more facts to figure out how in the world did the dog interaction come about did the officer create the interaction was the officer warned that the dog's dangerous stay away from it and was a dog properly secured in the back of the car. And um, he should be fine as far as that goes, you know, just depending on the facts. There's going to be body cam footage as far as that goes. And so... He, he was in a... Tr- did he say he was in a truck? He didn't. He just he said did. his... Didn't he just... You want to play he, it again? I thought he, he said his vehicle. Hey, man, it's Dave. I got pulled over the other day for a, a, a taillight being out. And while I was stopped, my daggone dog bit the officer, even though I told him he wasn't friendly. I'm now facing the additional charges. What can I do? Well, we can automatically assume that it was a truck, I think. 
Right. <laughs> well, I mean, if the guy tried yeah. to search his car or something, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's lacking a little bit, but it's something that's very, very defensible. Because if you didn't tell your dog to do anything, there's a one bite exception, you know, for your dog where he can't be sued. Is there really? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the one bite with Milton on you, Brandon. I got a one bite. I didn't know that. There's a one bite exception. Right. So if it's a nonviolent historically dog, like a pit bull or something, you generally have a one bite exception because you didn't know that the dog could do it because anything could set them off. Right. At that point, you're on notice. But in this case, the assault or whatever on the uh, officer by the dog, I don't think it's going to go anywhere unless the guy started screaming, get him, get him. You know, there there wouldn't be any intent that they could prove. I think anybody that puts their dog in the back of a truck and gets on the interstate, I'm not talking about a back road. I'm talking about the interstate. I think you should be thrown in jail for at least five years. I think that's such a dick move. See these dogs sliding around as they're doing 80 down the interstate. It's just not funny. Put them in the truck. I hate that. Drives me insane. Dogs gonna fly out and die. They don't even care. They should be in jail. Those people are stupid. I don't like you. I can see Brandon squirming. He's like, "You're attacking my people." Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> they love what the bat. They stick their head out the window. They love the wind. That, that you, again, you don't listen. What, what did I just say? Stick your head out the window. There is no window in the pickup of a truck. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing's a window. They're like, hell yeah, this is great. No, they love the wind. No, they, they're sliding around. They fall out. They get run over by cars. They get in accidents. And Wouldn't the back roads of Noonan be more dangerous than the highway? Because at least that's smooth versus the dirt roads. Yeah. No, because you're doing, <laughs> like 30, you're doing like 30 miles per hour. Like I can see, you know, good old boy putting the dog in the back of the, the old Chevy truck and you go down to the pond to go fishing for some gar. You know, and you put you put blue back there and... You know, Blue can go do a little duck hunting out there in, in the wildlands. You know, that, that I get. That's, that's tradition. It's Americana. It's, it's good old boy stuff. I get it. But when you're doing 80 miles per hour down the road and your dog is slipping and sliding everywhere and it's pouring rain outside, that's just a dick move. You need to well, go if it's jail. raining, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, put him inside. I mean, if it's a cat, I don't have a problem. But the dog, yes. Oh, I of agree course. with Jason 100%. Thank you. Yeah, cats, she <laughs> fucking <laughs> time, to the, out the door. time to the bumper for all I can know. I'm just kidding. Uh, my ex sent me money her mom claims I stole, but I have proof that says otherwise. Can I be charged with a crime? My ex was sending me money through Cash App. I have transactions that state that she sent the money to me, and I have messages where she admits to it saying, uh, quote, unquote, I was dumb to send you money I shouldn't have, and I'm just going to start from scratch and not send any more money. Can I be arrested for a crime if they call police? The police. All right, so let's unpack this one. Yeah. If I sent you money that I got improperly from my mom, mm-hmm. can Jason be arrested for getting the money through Cash App? Uh, I don't see how that's possible unless Jason knew that I was stealing the money from my mom and I was just funneling it to you to hold and then we were going to share the proceeds down the road. I think the relationship does play a part. Like, that's not a good example. Like, the the boyfriend, girlfriend, ex, that I think is 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 important. Like, just two friends, I don't think so. But that I think right, that. But if I'm stealing money from my mother, unless you know when I give it to you, how can you be receiving stolen property? Essentially, well, I, I don't think this person is stealing money. I think this is just uh, the the mother of an ex that's uh, upset, disgruntled, disgruntled at who their kid. They're disgruntled at probably whatever the situation was. I mean, now we're totally speculating, but they're upset of how the relationship ended. And they're pissed that they got the money that they were sending to their daughter and mad that their daughter gave it to them. 
but they're taking it out on the on the guy. Yeah, there's no case there. Yeah, I don't if, think if so. that's sort of. But we are speculating because the question's a little unclear. So I apologize for not being able to give you a better answer. Don't you guys like when I when when I when I give you the answer before Manny does, and then when he says it, I agree with him. Like I, 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 I'm the like I'm the guy. <laughs> uh, is it illegal to stop someone for driving? Is it illegal to stop someone for driving intoxicated, or be considered false imprisonment? That's a great. That's a good question. Like I'm it. sorry. Say that. Is it illegal? Is it to illegal stop to stop someone to, driving drunk? Is it illegal to stop someone? I think they meant to put from driving intoxicated. Like if you're at a bar, person that you're with, I got it, man. There's only a couple of beers. Like, no. And you stop them and like you tie them up because they're just that out of control. They're asking, is that false imprisonment? Is that illegal to do that? Wow. That's an interesting situation. I mean, first of all, they should be thankful that the people stopped them from driving drunk and killing themselves potentially or getting arrested. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would take that case and argue all day that they were doing it for the defense of the other person, for the protection of the other person. And for that person to try to accuse you of false imprisonment, and I don't know if I can say this, but what a dick. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say, I guess, hyper-technically, if you're doing the law school definition, yes, but there's no way that case is going anywhere. Yeah, But there are people that, when drinking are just a totally different person. I mean, we're fairly normal, I think, when we're drinking. Um, Brandon's not been... I'm serious. You're not yet at an age where you can control your alcohol. Like, you drink to an excess drinking, you binge drink. I mean, that's what you do in your 20s. We all did it. Um, But you do and say things that you don't mind regretting which uh, you're not that dumb. So I think that you realize that you're, you're going to regret them and you just feel like you get a pass. Those days run out. Like eventually you will no longer get a pass and you'll learn the hard way. Unfortunately, we all had to, um, the, the, there are people and I don't think Brandon's this person, but there are, I've got a friend that is this person that when they drink, they're a totally different person and don't remember a thing that night. A thing. So they would be this person where they're like, fuck you, man, give me the keys to the car. You know, that stuff. And then the next day they don't remember anything. Well, the second problem you're going to have is if they're at my house drinking and I let them go and they kill somebody or hurt themselves, they could sue me. Or if I was at a bar and they let you leave out of there knowing that you're completely drunk without trying to get your keys to stop you, then there's a dram shot back where the, the business could be sued. So there's a lot of fine points in this question. And so I would probably stop that person so they couldn't hurt themselves and then end up suing me for letting me, for me letting you go, yeah. knowing that you were drunk. Unless you don't like the person and you just hope that they don't hit an innocent family. And they're le- like Brandon, I was trying to get him to drive home that night. Was, well, that's when you uh, said I was in the bathroom. I'm going to be buddy. It's <laughs> like, here, take a couple beers for the road, actually. You'll be fine. And just as follow he, the red dots. As he was leaving my house, I was like, 911? Yeah, I'd like to report an intoxicated driver. <laughs> uh, all right, last one here. If with a citation and listed mandatory court date, will I be sentenced to a mandatory minimum of jail time? I got a citation for possession and use of a drug-related object. I went to a website that states that I cannot pay online due to the mandatory court date. Upon further online research... 
I see a few sources stating that is a misdemeanor punishable by a fine of no more than $1,000 and one to five years in jail. Others say and slash or. I have no prior offenses, but I was also issued a citation for creating a hazardous condition for smoking marijuana at the same time. I am 19 years old, and I'd love to hear any advice about how to handle this and possibly do it without my family knowing. Thank you. That is a well-thought-out, well-done question, whoever that is. All right, so... The first question is, in Georgia, if it's a misdemeanor, you're capped out at one year in custody. So if he's saying one to five, he may be from another state, or he could be potentially, in some cases, a federal misdemeanor might be more than a year. If he was, what happens a lot is you go to these federal parks, and kids like to sit there and drink, and the rangers are usually patrolling late at night, Mm. and for marijuana and things of that nature. If it's a misdemeanor, there is no mandatory minimum. They'll make you do a mandatory court appearance. That's not uncommon if your speed is a certain amount or if you've got a marijuana just so somebody can give you the riot act at court, right? Mm. But at that point, if you have a lawyer or if you want to negotiate directly with the prosecutor, you can get yourself some probation. You can get alternative um, resolution. It's called diversion. Or you can just pay a ticket and call it a day. Mm. So there's no mandatory minimum anything. They're just the maximums. That's all the court has to tell you is you know what the maximums are for what you've done. So if they're misdemeanors, typically it's twelve months and a thousand dollars. Twelve months and a thousand. Twelve. Twelve months in jail. Twelve months in jail. Max. A speeding ticket could get you theoretically twelve months in jail because it's a misdemeanor in our state. Mm-hmm. So you can get probation. You can just get a straight up fine. You can get community service. And the big thing in Georgia where they stick you is um, the fines aren't really just the fines. If they get a thousand dollar fine, there's so many surcharges and court fees. A thousand bucks ends up being about sixteen hundred. It, it's pretty Jesus. bad. Yeah. It's, it's like worse than Ticketmaster. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. We, we know how to milk it here. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, the Aurora Law Firm dot com. Uh, our hotline number is 404-369-3825. So next time Manny's in, if you have questions, load up the voicemail, please. Uh, on podcastthebs.com, there's a section for any of these questions, or you can just put it on our social media and hashtag Manny Aurora, or just Manny, we'll find it. Uh, again, if you need Manny services, and not just in Georgia, but across the country, uh, theaurorlawfirm.com, the A-R-O-R-A lawfirm.com, all right? Um, good luck. Thank you. In court with your salmon tie. Uh, guys, do you have anything to say to Manny before he leaves the Golden Scissor Studio? Go get them. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Can we make a note that the uh, Sharpie question should be the question of the year so far? The Sharpie. That goes? <laughs> yeah, sure. We can. Do you, do you want to start today doing a, uh, for the last Manny session of the year, do the best, do the best Manny questions and we'll just go back through them and recap them when the last, like the last, right before the end of the year, you come in and we'll just go through the best questions. You want to do that? Yeah, we'll do a top okay. 10 list. We'll do a top 10 list. All right. Thanks for coming in, buddy. We'll sure see you thing. soon. Okay. Okay. Bye guys. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, my wife sells houses for a living, and she always tells her clients that are selling their house, if you want to upgrade your property value, you got to do something with the kitchen and or the bath. And you don't have to be selling your house to upgrade the kitchen and bath. It's just something nice to do, and it upgrades the property value tremendously. That's why I'm telling you about UCI Kitchen and Bath, which has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator, plus installer for the past 20 years, servicing all of Georgia, parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. It is a one-stop shop for you. 
You can pop into their showroom in Norcross, Georgia, and you can see their design team, meet their design team, and watch how they'll transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality, right? Uh, Plus all the latest trends. They've got displays there. So it might give you some good ideas. It's a one-stop shop. As I said, UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides installation, whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular priced countertops. So save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular price countertops ucigranite.com david hawks owner of rockland contracting would like to thank all of you two percenters for making this year such an amazing year for his business veteran owned established in 2009 david hawks is slammed all because of you two percenters specializing in deck design and build also basement remodel new hvac installation Uh, interior and exterior painting as well so with rockland contracting so busy because of you they're taking appointments for next year get a hold of them 678-879-3867-678-879-3867 or rocklandcontractingllc.com He's also looking for anyone that needs a job. $20 an hour is where you start. Previous experience like deck building or framing a must. So you can get a hold of David Hawk, 678-879-3867. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide-format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project. will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X dot net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Jill wants a name for her cat. She got a new kitty. He's right there. Cats are cute. Like, I'm not a big cat person, but they're cute when they're kittens. When they get bigger, kind of like yeah. kids. To the street. Yeah. To, <laughs> to the dumpster. <laughs> it's cute. No name yet? No name. I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. How it's you- still too little to tell. So I'm calling, calling them they, them until I figure out their proper pronouns. <laughs> Is that just trying to be politically correct over here? Is that normal for? Is it just cats? Aren't dogs when they they're just born? Look at its penis. Yeah, but he's so little. There, or there's not. a little. It's I've looked fifteen thousand times. I've looked on the internet. It's like you you look for like a slit 
or like a, I can't tell one way or the other. Yeah. That's what my wife's been saying for the past 10 years. She's been looking. She doesn't know if I'm a boy or girl either. <laughs> I snorted. We'll figure it out one day. It, it, go that dogs, when they're born, you automatically know, right? I think so. I think it's just cats that are kind of hard to tell because their parts look similar. There's just, you know, two little additions down there. And those additions haven't made their way yet because he's they're only like five or six weeks old you're gonna wake up one day and it's just gonna have this 12 inch kitty penis that just flops yep. around and you're like oh, it's gonna a- be a full-blown man in it, my house it's a dude <laughs> look at the size another of the kitty one dick. <laughs> kitty dick's huge it's huge uh <laughs> all right uh big thanks to mac development group for uh presenting on this episode looking to build your dream cabin or mountain home in western north carolina if so, you want to get yourself a hold of Mac Development Group, M-A-C-K Development Group, and let them be your one-stop shop. They're currently taking uh, appointments for full-time builds, bookings for full-time builds. That's how backed up they are. Their team handles everything uh, for you from your land acquisition, design, general contracting, and building. So, like I said, it's a one-stop shop. That's MacDevelopment.com, M-A-C-K Development.com. Calm. I know in the first episode we were talking about Jill and her joining the the dating world. Uh, it's a, we all can agree it's a lot easier, I guess. Uh, maybe that's different now, too, for women to find men, maybe not a good man, but at least to find a man versus a girl or a guy trying to find a girl. I mean, Brandon's been single, Nate, ever since we've known him. That's like four years now. We've never seen him yeah. with a woman, have we? No, not not even photos. It's, yeah. it's very strange. You're I don't right. usually date. I usually it's usually about a six month ordeal, and then it's kind of like moved on, or you know, I've kind of moved on to maybe about a, a week stint. Okay, well, six months is dating. If you're with the same I was girl, to say that's like a full blown relationship. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not exclusive or anything. So it's just kind of like hang out with them for a while, you know. That is Play weird, Nate. You're not only have we never seen Brandon <laughs> Thrasher with a female in person. But he's never posted a picture with any women. No, it's always like it's like Devil August, jo- Little Skeeter, and John Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Little Skeeter, and John Boy. <laughs> it's just just the fellas in Noonan. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna get you back on the apps, right? With Jill, maybe a package deal, the Jill Brandon <laughs> package deal. Uh, but I was reading an article about the seven attractive traits of men who are most irresistible to women. Okay, so Brandon, maybe even if these aren't you, you could learn how to do these. You can adopt these traits. And Jill, you can agree or disagree if these are irresistible traits that are going to attract you. Okay. Nate and I have already won the game. So we'll referee this conversation because we're all knowing. We know how to land the prize, right, Nate? Y'all got lucky. Yeah, we just, we just, we, we did. <laughs> That's how we roll. All right, here's the first one of the seven attractive traits of men who are highly irresistible to women. He is the type of man who can master the wink. All right, Jill, when a man winks at you with his eye and his face, uh, <laughs> Is it is it is it sexy? Is it is it cool? I mean, and this is all like this whole list I think came from TikTokers. So this is a younger generation oh, coming up. Oh, geez, with this list. not the TikTokers. Yeah. Um, I don't love that. 
a wink is usually like a guy, if a guy winks at me, I just kind of roll my eyes usually because that's just, that sends off like cocky vibes. It's like, Hey, like you can come over and say, hello, sir. You don't have to like have a spasm with your face to get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know? there, there, there's an art to the, the, the wink and it could be tricky. It's more suave and smoky than cheeky and laughable. He's comfortable giving this signal and has the timing to the T. Done right, this move is seriously attractive. So let's all test out our winks. Brandon, you first. I want you to wink at Jill as if you were picking her up in a bar. I was like, all right, here we go. Walk in, I'm like, looking around like. (laughs) (laughs) That was too subtle. I don't think I would have picked up on that one. Try it again. All right, here we go. I don't think you, you're not, I don't think you're holding the, the wink long enough. Oh, I got to hold it down more like, yeah, I think, I think you got like a, a wink. Oh, that's creepier. There, there's definitely a length to creepiness ratio with the wink, but you got to do it quick. Yeah. That's what, that's what they're saying. It's, it's tricky, but you've got to get your timing down perfectly. It's like Indiana Jones going through, you know, that tunnel where he kneels down before God, he rolls and flips and he's able to dodge all the knives coming out of the wood. I mean, the rocks. So let's go one more time. That was pretty good. Oh, that was better. See, that was good. Jill, that's a little, that's a, that's an irresistible, irresistible trait. If uh, you didn't know Brandon and, and he was nothing that he really is, and you just saw that in a bar. It's still a little resistible, but much better. Right. Keep it going, Brandon. Right. It's re- it, it is a weird thing, like you were saying. It's like, what in what part of time did we decide, you know, when I'm interested, I'm going to squint one of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the same with, like, a head nod. You know, you're just like, yeah. like what does that mean? <laughs> and why not both? Like, who came up with the idea of just one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate, would you like to give the wink a shot? I mean, it's you're, you're a little rusty. I know you probably haven't winked in a minute, but. Yeah, I'm rusty because I'm not 90. Then no, <laughs> nobody winks at anyone anymore unless they're a serial killer or an old man. All right, well, <laughs> let's just let's see what, what your wink is like. Maybe you have just the best wink ever and you didn't even know it. Probably not. I've never even done it before, I don't think. Here we go. That was quick. I'm not looking around. That was, that was aggressive. Just, yeah, that was quick. Quick and aggressive. Yeah. I had a That's lag. What, I didn't see it. Yeah, one more time. No, it's just quick. You just get, Oh, there you oh. go. Gotta go quick. Yeah, but but Nate's Nate's he he ups his shoulder. Did you notice that? Yeah. You have a little shoulder nudge when you did. Oh, oh yeah, they're connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me get, I like it. Let me give it a shot. I'm taking my glasses off. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, take the glasses off. We gotta get the full effect. Mm, subtle. Yeah, smoldering. Smooth. All right. So you gotta kinda... I still I hate a wig. I don't uh, Yeah, it's so creepy. And even Brandon's was pretty good. Jason and I were we're like, we don't know what we're doing. Like we're having we have like Tourette's or something. Oh I Y'all just... not walk around <laughs> winking at the wives. Look, I'll I'll be the first to call myself out, but I've gotta tell you, I'm looking at myself winking right now and I'm, I'm my guy I dip my I dip you know, and you and you should wink. You put the face you, in it. You should, yeah. You should wink with. <laughs> yeah, you dabbing. <laughs> you, you, you should you should wink with your uh, dominant hand side. So if you're a lefty, you wink left. If you're a righty, you wink right. And that's how you could then you can now learn something about the person without even talking to him. You're like, well, he's right-handed. Well, he's left-handed. That's true. So look at that, right? Everybody, yeah, okay. So that's the wink. That's just one of seven. Two, he radiates calm. He radiates calm, sending shivers up our spine, just thinking of how powerful a man's calm 
presence can be. Neurotic or hyper or frenzied is stressful. So if you're at the bar and you're looking around, you're jittery and looks like you're waiting for somebody or something to happen, it's, it's resistible, not irresistible. No matter how busy the man is or what his excuse may be, He's got cool written all over his face, and his gaze is pure, steady, and peaceful. His appeal will shoot through the roof. They say, think old school James Dean, a man who sets our anxiety at ease by reminding us things always manage to work out. In the end, is absolutely hot. I agree with that. I have not mastered that one. Because <laughs> there's a fine line between having everything taken care of Right. And not giving a fuck. So there's 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 that in between where you're just like, I got it handled. And yes, I do care. <laughs> Wink. You know, so that that's that's the thing. I don't know, Brandon, can you send off this feeling of calm just by looking at us? Is there something that you can do here from the video aspect of it? <laughs> That you can just say, I'm Brandon Thrasher, babe, and I'm calm. Okay. I just kind of like, got my arms crossed, just like. You just, <laughs> you look like you're posing for a rap boy band. I was just about to say that. Cover. That's calm, man. You yeah. know, they're chill. They're like, what's up? The Thrashers. Yeah. Uh, Nate, I don't, I'm not even going to ask you to do this because I don't think you can do it because. You're just you. Like, you are a calm dude for the most part. So you're just kind of like, whatever, man, kind of thing. So uh, you've always had that, though. You've never looked like you're in a rush to do shit. That's yeah. a stoner mentality. Yeah, I think this is like a personality type of thing because a lot of – there are the guys that are more aggressive. They're usually like – sales type of people that are you know they're they're quick-witted and they're going fast and they're and, and some like women i guess love that but then there's the other side where it is a calm kind of slow type of thing and i think it's just a different in your personality i don't know if you can try to do that jill both of these irresistible traits the wink and the calm not the wink. The wink is resistible, but the calm, definitely. Nobody wants someone who's just full of chaos or super intense. Like if you can just sit there and like appear mellow and like have a good conversation and not like freaking out about the emails that you have to send or, you know, some people just go out and get super shit faced or just chaotic. No one wants that. All right. The third one, he takes care of himself. Brandon, no help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, maybe this is why we haven't seen you with a woman in four years. <laughs> Look, we're not saying it's a certain height or build that matters. If he keeps his body in relatively good shape, this shows us he knows how to take care of himself. It also lets us know that he sets health as a priority. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, what's more is if he's active, working out even a few times a week. The endorphins his body is producing during gym sessions are sure to keep him in good spirits and exercised. I don't think there's a woman that exists today, a single woman at least, that doesn't want a man that goes and works out. Right, Jill? You want a man that exercises. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to be in the gym 24-7, you know, but someone who does take care of themselves is always nice because you got to last. You know, someone wants to be with someone forever. I don't want to be with you for a year and your heart poop out on me. But you, you also want, when you're intimate, you want to be able to feel some muscles. 
you want to be able to feel you want you don't want it to be goo goo central right you want you want muscle you want some kind of t- somewhere you know if you're an arm girl you're a chest girl you're an ab girl you're a leg girl you know guys have the same thing you know guys want you know you're an ass guy you're a hair guy you're a, a lower back guy a side guy you know a shoulder guy there's all these little things that are never talked about but they're there are things that guys and girls like from the opposite sex, or if you're gay, the same sex. There's just certain things that you like. Brandon, I, I got to tell you, man, I it's tough for me to find something positive about this with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the but I don't know if that's correct. I don't think all women want that because that's the whole thing. The dad bod is what is popular now and has been for the last however many years. And I think on another episode Jill said she thought Brandon was sexy because he's he's funny. And I don't think women want that that gym rat guy anymore because they they know they're going to be high maintenance. They're going to make you go eat fucking kale salads on the weekends and you're not going to have any fun. So fuck those guys. Get the dad bod with the fun. But Jill just said it. It's in, in I would agree. It's the in between. You don't need the the gym Nazi, the guy that's ripped, you know, the bodybuilder wearing the spandex and the the weight belt and the big grunts and the, you know, two inches of, of, of cloth as a tank top in the gym carrying around a gallon of water and a Tupperware full of rice and chicken. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you want the guy, you want the guy that's in there, you know, it's doing some different things and, you know, he's getting his workout on and, and he leaves, you know, he's, he's, you barely even know he's in there, but you see him and he looks good. Brandon, when's the last time you've been uh, to a gym or exercise like that? Oh, actually uh, a few times this week or last week. Oh, is this something new for you? Yeah, I did it three days in a row. Did you? Good, Hell yeah. Good yeah. for you, buddy. All right. What was uh, what was the turnaround? Did you know that I was going to bring this up? Are you, are, you, are you a visionary or what? I guess maybe I'll just, I don't know. I'll just. Woke up one day, I was like, you know, I don't really have anything to do. I'm going to go work out in the shop for a little while. Oh, okay. So you went to the shop. That's that's the gym, yeah. right? You got the gym equipment there. We got some exercise. Made you feel good, didn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then I went and walked like 10,000 steps. So you have recognized that this is a problem for you. You need to get in better shape. Yeah, I was kind of like thinking. I was looking at old pictures of me. I was like, damn, dude, I looked good back then. And I was like, shit, I need to, you know, at least do something. Yeah. Yeah, take, take, I was just Nate looking great. I mean, if you if you want somebody to, you know, model yourself after, model yourself after. He's a, that dude when he wants to, like, if he really really wants to to get in the, he's in great shape now. But to, like, I've seen it. it, looks like a fucking GI Joe figure. Like he's got abs and he's got it's just you know this and this. I mean, he's a, that's a, that's a stud right there. When that when that kid Nate, I'm talking about Nate and Brandon. When that dude gets into fucking shape, he looks like like I'd buy him as an action figure and I just rub his chest and check his genitals. That's what Come I'm on down. About. I'll that's put you through my boot camp. <laughs> we start off doing 25,000 steps at Escarat. Yeah. <laughs> then we shower and then do another 10,000 on the main strip, all while eating tacos and drinking fucking really good fresh juice and margaritas. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds like my kind of workout. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty, pretty much is. All while getting a great tan, by the way. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, you can't beat it. All right. Uh, Jill, we'd agree Brandon needs some work, right? Oh, well, no, he's come on. Since that he's well, he's already taking those steps. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in, I'm encouraging it. Good Go friend. Brandon. Good friends are honest. Okay. 
and and the honesty is getting him back in the gym. So I, I think this package deal is actually going to be really, really good for somebody. We're going to get some weird messages. Uh, I throw it on there. Me and my homie branded. We're just looking for some fun. Like, <laughs> okay. We can give it a test run and see what people say. I don't care. I bet you, I bet you it's never been done before. Be the first package deal on hinge. Oh, I guarantee you that's been done before. Well, make yours different and better. Say, you know, with us, we'll buy you your first drink or something like that. You know, make it. We're platonic, but we're looking for love with you and maybe your sibling. (laughs) Yeah. Only brother, (laughs) sister teams apply, please. We're going to get the weirdest messages. We're into that step, stepdad, (laughs) stepmom thing, if you don't mind. (laughs) We're doing this on your hinge, not mine. Uh, all right, the next of the seven irresistible traits uh, for uh, for a woman, he has his own style. Very important, they say. Uh, we don't want to give this the wrong idea here. This is not to say he has to be one certain type of style and that mimicking a prescribed, quote-unquote, it style is a surefire path to hot, whether that's clean-cut, tattooed up, or punked out. Not at all. Rather, what makes a man irresistible is he had his all the style he has a style at all the way of dressing that reflects in some way who he is and what he's into a guy who wakes up humdrum well, that's a great term and throws the same dingy shirt and a pair of jeans on every day not the same level of attractiveness at all it's kind of contradictory right because even the guy you know and I hate to say this but even the guy that throws the same dingy shirt and a pair of shorts on, that's his style. He's dirty. That's his style. Brandon is dirty. Brandon wears the same fucking clothes all the time. But to his credit, that's his style. And there's a certain girl that's going to find that attractive. That man is frugal. He doesn't use water to clean his clothes. He doesn't go out and buy new underwear. I like that in a man. He saves his money for dog food and cat food and gerbil food. That's what I like. So you've got your own style. You know, it, by the way, that that took me a minute to to grasp that concept in my life because there were so many trends, especially in the 90s. You're like, okay, God, your cat has gotten so big in this podcast. Jesus. There's oh. two of them. I was like, dude, that cat's grown. <laughs> with fucking Chia cats. That's Leo. So, so you know, in the 90s, there are so many styles, just like in every decade and generation. But you would kind of want to change with the style, especially the world that I was in my first couple years in my career, that top 40 world, very trendy. You know, the the faux leather pants. Yes, I wore them. The see-through shirts. Yep, I sported them. You know, yeah. Oh, dude, thank God there's no pictures, I think, of me. I was just about to say we need photo evidence. But but it was (laughs) like I, I never felt comfortable. That was never my style. Like, I don't want the body type for that kind of stuff. Um, the nineties were big for real skinny people, you know, for very skinny people. And I was never that. So, uh, I'm more of a bad, you know, but then we got baggy, you know, baggy jeans, baggy shirts. I was in all that shit. But then I remember going into the two thousands. I'll never forget this girl that Nate, you and I worked with. And I think she, I know she had a crush on me and she, she would get there early in the morning. And I was there early in the morning and we we're kind of alone. And sometimes it got a little weird and awkward and uncomfortable. Never did anything. But I remember she said, you know, you, you wear such baggy clothes. You should, you should wear tighter clothes to show off your physique. And at the time I was heavy and I was wearing, you know, when I, 
when I was at my heaviest outside of football days, you know, just playing ball in Tampa, I mean, I was like a 233, 235, and I was not carrying it well. And I would just buy bigger clothes. And this was kind of like the cut and thread generation. So I'm buying double XLs, you know, big baggy shirts because I would see guys, big guys wearing big baggy shirts and they just looked like they were big, not fat. I looked fat and this girl called me out on it. Thank God she did. You know, Rach says that to me all the time. Still this present day, I like to wear baggy clothes. Um, but she's like, no, it looks good on your butt. It makes your arms look big or, you know, something. And that's nice. That's a compliment that she gives me. Uh, which everybody needs every now and again, right? But I have my own style. Like, I'm a sleeveless shirt guy. There's no doubt about it. Especially now that I don't have to go into work, I'm fucking gym shorts, sleeveless shirt every day of the week, and I fucking love it. You know, wintertime, sweatpants and hoodies every day of the <laughs> fucking week, and I love it. You know, I don't want to dress up. I, I don't want to dress up. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to go back to corporate America. You know, so I like this. That's my style. Nate's style, today I'm surprised. He's wearing a T-shirt. He's a tank top, flip-flops, you know, fucking... Uh, Shorts, shorts, khaki shorts, uh, hat on backwards, dude. If he dressed any different, I'd go, what the fuck's wrong with you? That's not my nader taters. You know, yeah. um, Brandon, <laughs> I've accepted that you're just fucking dirty, you know? And if you cleaned up, I'd be like, are you going through something? What's wrong with you? You know? So like, if you're turning over a new leaf and you want to talk about it, let me know, give me a heads up. or You're going to give me a fucking cardiac arrest getting in the gym. Well, let me guess you're cleaning your clothes now, right? Use the washing machine for the first time. Yeah, I clean it. The problem is I just, mainly I just wear dirty clothes. I go to work and then I get off and they're dirty. And then I'm like, well, you know, wake up the next morning. I was like, you know, might as well put on some dirty clothes. Better go sweat again. Yeah, that's not how that works. But you got to sweat on top of your old sweat. Mm-hmm. And then it's just stinkier, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you reach maximum stinkiness probably about 2 o'clock during the day. That's when you're sweating pretty bad. After lunch, you got, you got that first round of sweat that kind of soaks in while you're sitting in the A.C. at Dairy Queen, and then you come back out and you start sweating again. <laughs> That's actually on the news, uh, the, like the weather guy on in Noonan. It's like the stinkometer. You know, 2 o'clock, it's a high stinkometer alert. <laughs> I, change, I change shirts two to three times in one tennis match because I'm so soaked with sweat. I just said it's like it's 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 disgusting. I can't. I mean, it's just, it's like painted on my body. So I bring a change of clothes, like change a shirt at least with me to one tennis match in two hours. You don't change clothes in fucking two days, two weeks. That's crazy. <laughs> but you don't like when your shirt gets all sweaty and then you got that breeze and it feels good. It's like natural cooling. Nope, not at all. What really? <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh, Jill, a style guy, one in particular that you enjoy that you like. Um, not one necessarily, but just when you, like you were saying, when you have your own style, when someone is just very like genuinely themselves and say it's wearing like band t-shirts or tight jeans or Converse, you know, something when it all just flows together and you can just tell that that's just genuinely them to the core. That is hot. Yeah. All right. Um, that's been my favorite one so far. That's the truest one to me. If you could give Brandon some uh, advice on on having his own style, what direction would you point him in? I think you got your own style going on. I like the Pepsi hat. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's my thing. I wear different hats, cool hats, hats you don't normally see. Dad hats. Okay, that's a gimmick. Wait, that's going to be your thing, or it already is? Because you've worn the same hat that you bought here in Mexico since, like, January. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but see, like, that one's cool because there's a story behind it. It's like your grandpa's hat. 
that's cool. Well, the other one where I got it in uh, Playa Carmen. Yeah. I didn't see anyone else walking around with that hat since I got back. I'll tell you that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Let's do the next one. Oh, that was a good email. Um, all right. He has a, this is number five. He has a masculine scent. Well, nailed that. Yeah, about 2 p.m. That's when it goes. <laughs> yeah, 2 p.m. This is, is this written by Brandon? What, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Sounds so animalistic. We know no man can control his natural scent. And it turns out our DNA compatibility dictates who smells good to us. Uh, but every guy can augment his essence with a spritz. One will do just fine of cologne. Eh. As long as it's not overdone, a man with a strong scent has the potential to drive women wild. All right, so I don't know about all this. I, I'm, I used to be a big cologne guy back in the day, like when you start learning about cologne. Jakar, Cool Water, Polo, Green Bottle, blah, blah, blah. Our fathers, high karate, you know, like wooden canoe or whatever the fuck those were. You know, or your father's not mine, but, you know, older, the, the boomers, I guess. The aftershave overdose uh, was just too much. You know, everybody had somebody in the family that just overdosed on it. I think guy, and they say don't overdose on cologne. Guys that overdose on cologne, or here's another caveat to this. Guys that wear cologne to places they shouldn't be wearing cologne to. Like, there are guys that think that they need to wear cologne all the fucking time. Something wrong with you. You stay away from those guys, ladies. Like a guy that wears cologne to the gym. What the fuck? A guy that wears cologne, What? like I play a lot of tennis. There's a guy that comes out, fucking douses himself with cologne. And it's not good cologne. It's like hippie fucking um, patchouli cologne or whatever that shit's called. You know, he smells like a fucking head shop, you know, from the <laughs> 70s or something. It's gross. So too much cologne. You know, that's why they have the body sprays now. Not yet necessarily cologne, but more of a spritz of just freshening up. I'm a lotion guy. I think lotions are better than colognes. Um, I don't know if the cologne is a, is a thing anymore. But do they have to smell good or just smell like a man, Jill? Mm, I love a good smelling man, like yeah. cologne. But you're right. You can't do well, it in an inappropriate situation or overdo it. If you overdo it, it's like, okay, that's just way too much. You completely ruin it. But yeah, no one wants to smell cologne at the gym. That's weird. And pheromones are real. Pheromones are so oh, yeah. real. Oh, yeah. I, my ex, he, he would wear deodorant, but like sometimes when he didn't was when I thought he smelled the best. It's scientific, animalistic. It's weird. It's true. So when he was deodorant less, he smelled the best. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I, everybody's sweat is, I think, a different scent for the most part. When I sweat and I don't put deodorant on, and I've said this a million times over the years, my armpits smell like maple syrup. I sweat maple syrup. It's the weirdest thing. It's delicious. If you were to put your nose in my armpit without deodorant after a couple hours, you would smell pancakes and maple syrup. It's 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 a fact. It's, it's a true. Nate, you've heard me say that a million times. Have you not? Yeah, it is a fact. I've heard you say that. Yes, it's a fact that you've have heard you me smelled say. it. <laughs> no, I did have. I did have an intern. I did a bit one time. I had an intern put his nose in my armpit to smell it. Though <laughs> those are the days. Um, the uh, but when you say there's there's a scent, there's a certain cologne, but there's also 
a non-cologne scent, like your like with your, your ex-boyfriend, like a guy that just got back from Home Depot. Like in Brandon's case, he's out there, he's sweating his ass off. He just went at Home Depot. He walked up and down the lumber aisles. He's got that, you know, cedar kind of thing going on with him. And he comes home to to grab a, a bologna sandwich and to, and to say hello. And you're at the house and you just you're like, oh, you know, ravage me, caveman. I mean, there's something like that, right? Yeah, no, there totally yeah. is. It's it's proven. Yeah, proven. Um, and there's actually, I saw a trend on TikTok where it's like a little roll-on that you can buy on Amazon. It's like 13 bucks, but it enhances your natural pheromones. Ooh. And people are putting it on and going around the opposite sex to just like see how they react and stuff and putting it on TikTok. Ooh, that's brand. I know, I want to buy it just to see. Yeah, well, you're going to put it on you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it works. Yeah. Or it's like unisex. Yeah. Like guys can put it because it, it just reacts with like your body, body chemistry. There's a, there's a, there was a perfume that my high school sweetheart wore. I think it was called sunflower. And, uh, I still have a teddy bear that she sent me that she sprayed with it. And it still smells like it. Every time I get it, I smell it. I don't, I never told my wife this, but <laughs> But Rach has a perfume that she wears that every time I smell it, it turns me on. It is, there is something about that perfume that is just irresistible. There's something to be said about the pheromones. I agree with you. Um, but when she puts that, and she knows it too, you know, because I've told her, I should never told her, but when she knew, she, she'll like, she'll walk by me and be like, uh-huh, you want some of this? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, so there's something to be said about that, you know, and if you find that scent for that right person, you wear it all the time, you know, it's, it's a pretty good life there. I agree. All right. Um, have you ever smelled Brandon, Joe? I... Good well, I've never smelled him in a bad way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but- when I sweat, I smell like a chlorine pool or butter popcorn. No, I haven't smelled Brandon then. <laughs> butter popcorn. See, that's real, right? Like, there's yeah. a, there's a, like when I say maple syrup, people are like, oh, you're just being a bit of a joke. It's not a joke. It fucking, to me, when I my armpits sweat, it smells like fucking maple syrup. It's a fucking <laughs> fact. Uh, I was talking about this the other day. Everybody has their own, like, brand you know and typically you you smell yourself and you're like okay i'm stinky i'm gross but you don't hate it yeah yeah it's like it's like farts everybody you knows know, it everybody you know if somebody else like farts in your face you're like oh my god but if you fart in a in a phone booth you're like yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh the six of uh, the seven irresistible traits uh he's affectionate when women try not to let on affection be it an arm around the shoulder or hand on the leg Lights us up like fireflies. Consider it your secret weapon. By affection, we do mean to include expressing your feelings through words, such as, I love you. It's amazing how many hot men fall short of attraction just for lack of articulating and showing their love. Let's put it this way. There are guys who reach out to their partner while driving, and there are guys who keep both hands on the wheel and eyes straight ahead. We want the first type as a tiktoker uh, the, i i would agree with that women are needy creatures you know and guys are too to an extent but women especially needy creatures they need self-assurance they can say all they want that they don't need it and this is oh, no, i don't need that i don't cry <laughs> bullshit you know you got to say those things and you should as a guy you should if you love a woman or she is uh 
something special about what she's doing that every day should say something nice to the woman. Um, I try to, and I sometimes fall short and I'll forget because I'll get busy. Not, there's no malice. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just, I'll forget, but I feel horrible when I do forget, but it's very important for me to say to Rach every day, why you look beautiful or God, I like your hair like that. Or, uh, God, what is that you're wearing? It smells so good. And this is the way you say it, you know, God, I love you. Thank you so much for doing that. Those things go a long way and should be said on a daily basis without a doubt. I agree. Yeah. Brand- Even just hear you say those things about Rachel made me get the warm fuzzies inside. So it's very nice. It's it's important. Brandon, I don't know if you have ever learned affection because I don't think you've been with a woman long enough to know what that is, right? I can be affectionate. Yeah, I'm a good talker. Yeah. I can talk. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can talk to him. Nate, does Brandon strike you as the poster child for affection? Maybe infectious. <laughs> <laughs> or or, inf- or infection, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like give, give yeah, up. I don't know because I've never seen him with anybody other than August. Uh, I mean, not like with him, but you you know, like hanging out. So I've never seen you be like you know, or seen Brandon be lovey dovey oh, around we anybody. You know, uh, didn't we go with that one girl Tubin? Remember, I brought uh, Stormy. Oh, oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, well, you guys were in different tubes, so I didn't really see it. But yeah, he was a nice guy to her. Yeah. I don't know where she went. Maybe it wasn't that nice. Oh, yeah. It ended badly. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Hold on. I'm, Very badly. I'm lost. There was a girl, but not with Brandon, and there was a storm. What? What? Her name was Stormy. Her name was Stormy. Yeah, yeah. And that was the girl you were with. Uh-huh. Yeah, when we went tubing with Nate. Was that her birth name, Stormy? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know actually three girls named Stormy. Was it Kylie Jenner's daughter? Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird, huh? Interesting. All right, so let's uh, let's give this a little trial run real quick before we get to the last one here. Jill is your girlfriend, Brandon. All you're, right, the backdrop <laughs> of Jill's bedroom right now. You're there, so put yourself there. You just rolled out of that bed after a really good night of lovemaking and a good dinner, and she's dressed as she's dressed in a. BS t-shirt, better than radio t-shirt. You know, her hair is kind of a little all over the place, but yet cool. All natural. Yeah, it's cool. Room is not filthy, but it's just definitely not kept up. Uh, You got two cats laying on the bed and you're right now laying in the bed behind her as she's doing the podcast. And we go, you know, to break or whatever we call it. We stop recording. What is it that you want to tell Jill? Say, uh, say, hey, the back of your head looks really good this morning, darling. <laughs> darling, <laughs> what are you ninety? Darling, <laughs> why is it the back of my head? Well, because if I'm laying, you're like at the camera. If I'm laying on the bed, that's all I'm looking at is the back oh, of your right. head. If you're so over there, you're seeing. It looks, okay. looks nice. I don't think you know, you, I enjoy it. I don't think <laughs> you should ever compliment a woman on the back of their head. I think it sounds dirty. Last night, the back of your head looked fucking awesome for about four minutes and 48 seconds. <laughs> That's where I thought he was going with it. I was like, excuse me, sir. Did you hear me go, eh, oh, during the punch? Yeah, because the back of your head looks so great, <laughs> darling. Yeah, I don't know if you should say it. So you're looking hey, at- you're a compliment, Brandon. I appreciate it. You're looking at the front of her. Give her a comp. Give her an affection comp- affectionate compliment. Uh, your nose looks nice like Rudolph's. Is it red? <laughs> <laughs> it just lights up my world. <laughs> dad okay, joke. there you go. Dad All right. joke. See, that's a dad joke. All right. Pun, dad joke. Nate, I, I think that he's going to struggle with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nate, do you, do you give Alexis a compliment every day? 
Yeah, I think so. I usually tell her, well, I mean, we're wearing like swimsuits and shit here. So it's not like, uh, dressing up or anything like that but i usually tell her, and she she works out a lot um she works out from home here so i always tell her good job after she's you know done her little workout out on our balcony and everything like that so yeah i try to yeah that's nice you should do that well yeah. i feel like when you're in a relationship with someone especially y'all have been with your ladies for so long you probably do it without even realizing it just because you do genuinely feel like she just did a good job. You know, it's not like you're going out of your way to make her feel better. And if you do, that's great. Of course, that's what you're supposed to do. You're in a relationship, but But, I feel like you genuinely feel that way. And that's part of it. As long as it comes off as genuine, you know, then that means the world. But the struggle is real because there'll be times when they want more affection and you don't know because you're supposed to read their mind. And then from a guy's point of view, you're sitting there going, did I keep the lights on this month? That's affection. You had something, you had light, you had air, you have the waters running, you know, that's affectionate. Fucking back <laughs> off. You know, that's just too sensitive. All right. Uh, last one. He laughs loud, hard, and often. No news flash here. Comedy is highly enticing. It's worth noting through that there are different types of humor. The insecure comedy that's based on putting others down or calling them names doesn't vibe with the ladies here. But give these ladies some fun-loving, belly-jiggling jokes and laughter, and you'll head straight to the top of the attractiveness charts. Uh, that goes without saying. But here's, here's the problem with that is I think 99.9% of guys know this, and it's become <laughs> cliche, and they all think they're funny. They all think they have a good personality. They're like, oh, I just landed all these ladies because of my personality. It's so fucking awesome. And you're going, dude, no, it's not. You have the worst fucking personality I've ever met in my entire life of America. You're ugly and you're not funny by no stretch of the imagination. I don't, know oh, who I, the, I don't know who the fuck has been lying to you for the past blah of years. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, the, worst. that's the problem with everybody knowing that comedy uh, is the ultimate aphrodisiac is not everybody's got the funny. And if you do have the funny, it's got to be your own style of funny. Like you're a stand-up comic. You know, you have to be able to tell jokes. If dad jokes are your thing, dad jokes are your thing. Pun jokes are your thing, pun jokes are your thing. But the guy that, and the woman especially, women are really catty. It goes, it goes both ways. You go out with a chick and all she does is down other women. You know, or down this. down. You know, when I first met my first wife, she had a huge problem with it. And it like it hit me like a ton of bricks after we got married that she's so negative. Everything that comes out of her mouth is a fucking negative comment. And I confronted her about it. I'm like, you've got to stop this. This is so bad. It's so unhealthy. And she yelled at me for it. You know, but it was like if a, there's guys that are insecure that are like, look at that fucking douchebag. <laughs> driving a brand new honda accord what is he trying to fucking show off like what what are you talking about right now so you got to worry about those guys brandon he's got he's got that goofy fun loving comedy in him so he's good there i think you're set you're straight like skull on the comedy thing brandon that's what's keeping me going yeah that's your, that's what's <laughs> keep that's your that's your bloodline right there that's what's keep, yeah. that's, that's your lifeline that's what's keeping you going comedy the number one thing yes jill 100%. Yeah. So you got to have a good sense of humor. You got to be funny. But if you're doing it to hide something and you're fake about it, that's not attractive. Or like you said, if you're just negative and you're like downing people, like 
That's not cute. But if you're just genuinely yourself and you're funny, you can see that. Like Brandon, I think Brandon's hilarious. Sometimes some of the stuff you say, I'm like, where the fuck do you come up with this? But it's funny. Yeah. Nate was always the the fun-loving, goofy comedy guy with the women that he slayed back in the day. And I'm sure even your wife today, you know, will say that's one of the things that attracts you to, that attracts her to you. Is you're just funny. You're goofy. You know, you're, yeah, I think like Brandon and I kind of have similar senses of humor where we're not like telling like a big story or Joe or, you know, there's not like a punchline. We're just like, Brandon just says shit and it's just fun. It just happens to be funny at the same time. <laughs> you know, like I'll listen to the clueless two podcast and uh, I'll just be cracking up. Cause it's not like they're purposely trying to like be funny. And that like, you know, like you're saying, Joe, like it, and you can't try too hard being funny. It just kind of has to come naturally. Wow. You just got to be funny. That's, if you're not funny, we can tell. That's what my wife says. <laughs> she she tells she tells unsolicitedly. She tells uh, people. She goes, uh, the reason why our relationship works, or the re- one of the reasons I love him so much, is he makes me laugh every day, and that's like the ultimate compliment. You know, I don't wake up to go oh, like I got this. I got this bit that I'm going to do today, and I'm going to make her laugh. It's not like that. It's just, you know, we, my wife and I share uh, the love of movie references. We like a lot of the same movies, you know. So, you know, I'll say something goofy like chip salsa and pudding, pizza chip salsa and pudding, you know, and that's a line from the internship. It's funny. And it, fruit, fruit, fruit. This is 40, you know, like, so all these lines that I memorized makes her laugh. She thinks it's funny. Anyway, all right. So those are seven irresistible traits. That uh, men uh, who are irresistible to women have. So, little FYI, if you're on the the dating apps like Jill is and Brandon soon will be in the package deal, how about you call it the package deal of sex appeal? What is that? How's that sound? It sounds good, but I still think we're going to get some weird messages. Yeah, <laughs> and then those weird messages you forward to me, and we'll talk about them on the show. For for that's, sure. That's how that's how it's going to work. Uh, all right, podcast and pores before we get to better with fuck. Uh, and God, once again, these are just getting better and better. And I got, I've got, I think I've got the most better with fucks this week than I ever have in the history of better with fucks. Um, so the uh, podcast and pores too. Uh, most of you who signed up for the newsletter have seen the, the details, but for those that, that don't have the newsletter, why you don't, I don't know why it's free. You just go to podcastthebs.com and I do such a fantastic job when I send this thing out. Anyway, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's good. It's damn good. Uh, so, uh, it, it is going to be happening. And on July 15th, that's not when we're doing it, but that's when we're going to announce podcast and pores too, with all the details, Mostly all the details. There's there's a there's there's one detail. Unfortunately, I can't announce when we go on sale for podcast and pours too. Uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, not important, but a few weeks afterwards, I will be able to announce um, that extra very important detail of podcast and pours too. But everything else that surrounds it that is dealing with this big event is enough just out of the gates enough for you to get in early and make plans to join us here in the next few months. July 15th will be the announcement. If you are signed up for the newsletter, you most likely will get the details a day or two early. All right. 
And you can do with uh, whatever you want with the details. I don't care. If you want to share them on social media, that's fine. But the whole goal, and I want to, I want to drill this in everybody's head, the whole goal for Podcast and Pours 2 is for you to walk away and you to post on our social media or any social media, quote unquote, I can't believe a podcast fucking did this. That's what I want you to say. I can't believe a podcast fucking did this. And we do it for you. We do it for our two percenters because we've gotten this far. We're, we're, we're coming up to a year of doing this, believe it or not. Uh, so this is good so far, right? I mean, yes, we could use more sponsors. There's no secret. There's no doubt about it. We could use more sponsors. If you know somebody, tell them to reach out to us through the website. Uh, yes, we can always use more subscribers. You can do that easily. Oh, by the way, here's another thing. I, I forgot to put this in the newsletter, but um, we will be giving away tickets every week starting July 15th, starting on July 15th, leading up to Podcast Imports 2 for your premium two percenters. So if you are a subscriber, every week, not only are we giving out beer thanks to Pontoon Brewing, but we're also going to be giving out tickets to Podcast Imports 2 because it will be a ticketed event. Uh, I will tell you that. So very excited. You guys excited? I mean, like, you have no idea how excited I am for this event. Oh, yeah. You already know how excited I am. I know. I know. You've done a good job helping out, too. I appreciate that. I try. All right. Uh, you guys ready? Here we go. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. And the standalone Everything's Better with Fuck now on our social media, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, where You put it everywhere, Brandon? Yeah, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Okay. So I love it, you know, because we My have space. All, yeah, MySpace, Geo Angels, and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> Friendster. So we, we you know, w- what the guys are doing, Brennan and, and Pee Wee, they're just taking the standalone and just playing that. So it's not the whole segment. Just And I love it because they kind of like, it doesn't have anything to do with the podcast, really. If you don't listen, you're just listening to some funny shit about everything's better with fuck because it is a it is a proven fact. Everything in life, if you add fuck in a great place, is better than what it was before. And if you're ready to give a fuck about your health, and we're talking a lot about that with Brandon, then you can chef, uh, check out Chef Erica, ericanicoleday.com. She's a lovely, lovely woman and knows a lot of what she's doing because she's an experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background. She is available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss, helping with medical conditions or strict macros for bodybuilding, fitness training, so on and so forth. That's what Brandon's getting into, bodybuilding. He's going to be a bodybuilder. That's what he's doing. He's He's getting jacked. He's getting jacked and shredded and stacked. Jack stacked and shredded, right? That's your new motto? Yeah, just like Waffle House. Yeah, just like Waffle House. Uh, so <laughs> big thanks to Chef Erica for sponsoring Better With Fuck. Erica, NicoleDay.com. E-R-I-C-A, NicoleDay.com. Uh, this one, again, thanks to a suggestion on our Two Percenters private Facebook group, which anybody can ask to be a part of, is my all-time favorite television show, which would be Law & Order SVU. And I got to tell you, there's a science to placing fuck in Law and Order SVU clips. Let's see if I got it right. I think I did. I've not got one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six better with fucks from Law and Order SVU. So you guys going to judge one to ten, ten being the best. 
And the one that has the highest points will get played twice, and that will be the winner for this week. First one. Hey, so this guy is uh, Boo Radley. Uh, we had to show the girls childhood pictures before they could even start to place it. Yeah, but he remembers every slight from grade school on. He's an accumulator, an injustice collector. Back up. Did they... Fuck! Him. Two out of three. Great. Pick him up. Subtle. You put it in. Not a lot. Don't overdo it. Just let it marinate. Nate, what do you think? Uh, I like it. We've got a, a one good fuck in there that I heard. And I'm going to start off with a six just to be uh, be safe because I, I feel like they're going to get better from here on out. All right, Brandon. Yeah, I'm hoping they get better too. So I'm going to start the bar a little low also like a seven. Okay, seven. Oh, he's not not big fan of that one, I guess. All right, Jill. I'm with Nate. I'll give it a six. It was all right. Wow. Okay. Well, it wasn't bad. We just know that it's probably going to amp up from here, and you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. See if I bingo, bingo. See if I fucking put the work again and do this bit again. You know, fucking bash all my shit. All right. Here's the next one. So is that what this is about? Fuck. It's Cedric. The way they did you. There's just no room in football for a guy like that. You mean you'd take it like a man? Yeah, I'd take it like a man. All right, Nate, taking it like a man. Fucking Cedric. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to give that one a seven, even without, I mean, the fucks obviously did it, but the context around it, taking it like a man is hilarious. So, yeah, I'm giving it a seven. All right, Brandon. Yeah, fucking Cedric got me uh, better than the first one. I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. All right, Jill. Context clues. I'll give it an eight. An eight. All right. Nicely done. There we go. Now we're we're heating up. Here's the (laughs) third one. You think I'm gay? Is that what you're saying? Why would we say that? Is that what they think? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. Yeah, I took it like a man. I was really high on the taking it like a man episode. (laughs) Sounds like it. (laughs) I thought that played well into the bit. (laughs) All right, Nate. I like that one a little bit better. There were some more fucks in there. Still taking it like a man. I'll give that guy an eight. Eight. All right. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I thought the gay guy was like going to say, yeah, fuck me. Well, I mean, I guess he kind of did. So I'll give it eight. All right. I did the best I could with what I had. Jill. I still like the second one a little better. I'll give it a seven. Seven. All right. Those are tied up right there. Here's the fourth one. Were you soliciting sex on the night you met the defendant? Not exactly soliciting. I was at a bar having a few drinks, and uh, he, the defendant, started f***ing with me. It felt good. (laughs) All right, Nate. (laughs) Ah, man. I think I'm going to do a seven on this one. I I liked it. I liked the last one better, I think, but it was about on par with the previous, the one few times ago so yeah i'll give this guy a seven one of the things i realized with all these clips is they're not the the fuck placement is not necessarily where you would put it you know because they're all sex crimes you'd think it'd be easy to put fucking as a verb or a noun or whatever you want to put it in as but i found that i was putting them in in places that weren't really sexually oriented it was very odd uh anyway all right brandon uh, see, that would have gave that like a probably a nine or a ten if it would have been fucking me, not fucking with me. I, uh, so. ah, 
yeah. I'm going to have to go with a seven on that. Oh, I missed it, huh? Wow. All right, Jill. I'm giving it a seven. That's pretty good. All right, seven. So that's four. I got two more here. Oh. This is all just an elaborate fuck, stunt, isn't it? Once my client outed you as a prostitute, your career was over. So you accused him of fuck. And now you are hoping to capitalize on your newfound and sordid celebrity status. No, I would never want this kind of publicity. All right, Brett, uh, Nate. Oh, man. I, I'm going to do a seven again. It was a great one. Uh, didn't stand out as much as that that eight that I gave a couple times ago, but I, I'll give seven on this one. It was good. All right, Brandon. Uh, I guess she's mad because he fucked her. So she's a prostitute, which makes sense, but then it doesn't because that's what prostitutes do. So uh, I'm going to go with seven again. Okay. Interesting. What you got there. All right, Jill. <laughs> I thought you had a pretty good fuck right out of the gate. I'll give that one an eight. An eight. All right. Uh, still not in the lead. Two and three of the highest scores. Here's the last one. Your body is never going to look as good as it does right now. Objection? I, I, I would actually like to answer that. My body will look great four years from now. Better. Because I fuck hard. Harder than you can imagine. Oh. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. <laughs> uh, I'm going nine with this one. That uh, that was probably the best one I've heard so far. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Brandon. And she was so adamant about it, too. She's like, my body will look great because I've been fucking so long. <laughs> I like that one. That was uh, that could actually have, you know, been in the show, I feel like. I'm going to give it a nine also. <laughs> All right, Jill. I'm going to give that bad boy a 10. Oh. That one really resonated. I like, I like her scruples. That might be the first 10 ever. That was a good one. Better as fuck. All right, so here is the winner. Your body is never going to look as good as it does right now. Objection? I, I, I would actually like to answer that. My body will look great four years from now. Better. Because I fuck hard. Harder than you can imagine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say. Oh, well, then. That's my favorite part is the, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so we got everything done. It's a weekend. We're good. We're happy. We're safe. We're healthy. All that good stuff. All right, before we get out, uh, Nate, you got anything? Just make sure to fuck harder than you could ever imagine. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And happy Friday, fuckers. Beer yeah, ch- happy Friday, fuckers. Beer, beer, beer. Are, are you getting sick of that, or do you still, like, enjoy doing that? No, I like doing it. Yeah. Okay. It's hard. well, it was hard to find right when I came down here, but now that I know where to get craft beer and stuff here, it's it's fun to do different ones that I wouldn't have done in the states. There's a lot of a lot of editing that goes on. Like your videos are really top notch. There's a lot of time that you put into that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun though. It's, it's something I like to do. Okay. Um, I'm just waiting for the beer that you can't chug. I've yet to see a beer that you can't just down in two and a half seconds. Is there one that you think that you wouldn't be able to do? Yeah, I, no, not really. Because there's one I did, I think from it was either Avery in Colorado or Monday night, and it was like it was like a sixteen percent um, dark stout or something, and it was it was thick, and, and uh, so I made that work. I don't know what else could give me unless it was made unless there's some beer that's made with like you know something weird and trendy like oh this one's brewed with cat piss or something yeah maybe i can drink that <laughs> wait till they come out with a mobile one motor oil beer you know it's just yeah. like 
fucking goop in there and just clogs up your throat and it just starts backing up. Uh, Brandon, you got anything before we get out? Uh, if you see a lady, wink, don't wink. There you go. Jill. Chicks dig funny. Chicks dig funny. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe weekend and rest of your day. If you're going to be doing some drinking, understand, we get it. You had too much. Please do not get behind the wheel of a car. I have lost too many friends like that. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.